Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just making sure everything is up and running here. Looks good. Hope you're all uh, doing well. Thank you for joining us. If you're joining us live or later on in the archives, always a pleasure having here you here. Rather, I'm Henrik. Uh, I don't know who what your name is, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, good to see you all. We have a lot of stuff to cover here tonight. Uh, we are, of course, doing um, this uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, no go zone. I do that solo or my own little you know live stream thing. <laughs> I just start at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, midnight Central European time. Uh, then on Fridays, of course, as usual, we do uh, Flashback Friday. If you want to tune into that, that's our other live stream. And usually, Lana joins me for that. I think this Friday. Good evening. I'm Lisa uh, Washington, and I'm oh, Scott Schaefer. Penn evening. State University Police say See, they are investigating a racially that, motivated mute site. There we go. Okay, well, that's one of the stuff we're going to cover later. It's actually pretty funny, uh, but I hate when these players auto start let me lower the volume in case it does it again sorry about that uh what was i saying yeah flashback friday we do that on fridays i think this friday we might have uh, uh a guest host though because uh, i do not think uh Lana will be able to join us this friday but uh nonetheless uh, it's always good always entertaining so definitely make sure you tune into that uh, and then on sundays we do weekend warrior exclusive over at redicemembers.com our members website great way of supporting us awesome stuff over there exclusive content and uh, in fact, we do have a new uh, video up. It's premiering uh, right now on uh, Red Ice members, How to End White Guilt, Lana's latest. Uh, I thought I would have had it up a couple of, couple of days ago, uh, but yesterday uh, we finalized that. So that's uh, some of the incentives there of why you need to be a member. Some good stuff, candy for you guys, a uh, little extra things coming for just you. Uh, and it premieres, of course, as I said, first on uh, the members website uh, if you want to watch it uh, kind of right away. Can't wait. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's up there right now. And uh, what else do we have? We do have uh, do have some uh, interviews and stuff like that. We haven't forgotten that. Of course, we've been uh, through big moves, still have a lot of things and loose ends to tie up. So the schedule has been kind of a little bit thrown off, but we do have uh, still a lot of interviews. Actually, we're going to start booking in and getting into. So thank you for your patience on that. Haven't uh, forgotten that. Haven't uh, left that behind. It's just a little bit of uh, everything's kind of up in the air a little bit. So anyway, yeah, so that's that really. I uh, hope everyone is doing good. hope uh, you guys in the chat is doing well. Uh, if you uh, do want to join us, where's my uh, thing? Here it is. Uh, if you do want to join us, uh, and of course, uh, yeah, what is it? February 17th already. Holy smokes. Uh, short month, of course, February as usual. Um, so that's coming. It's coming up. It's almost over. But yeah, if you do want to join us to, uh, tonight or today here over uh, Super Chats, entropystream.live forward slash Red Ice TV. That's a great way of joining in. And of course, that's in addition to... Uh, or in addition, I should say, we're primarily doing it over there now since uh, DLive has demonetized us. That was a, a while ago, of course. Uh, but uh, we do still go out on uh, DLive, go out on Trovo, VK, through our websites, of course, redice.tv, redicemembers.com. Uh, we also go up on um, uh, Float is another service, and we're looking into some other options. Actually, going to try to get Ryan Dawson on here soon. I sent him a message. Uh, he has set up something called uh, Peer, PeerTube, I think it is. Uh, so that's something we might look into as well in case these other, uh, you know, other alternatives uh, like DLive or Trovo, you know, kind of kick us off. You never know what's going to happen. There will always be an option, though. And if we have to, we'll default back to our own our own kind of service providers. We have some infrastructure set up for that in case that's uh, it comes to that. But hopefully not. Uh, OK. All right. Should we dive into some stuff, guys? You ready? Ready to go? Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, we do have some stuff. We, we should talk about the winter, um, the winter storm stuff. Uh, let me see. Where are we? Here we are. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Winter storm slams uh, a lot of states. Of course, Texas was very hard hit. Uh, millions without power, stuff like this. little video here. Let me take a look at that. That's a good introduction uh, on the situation. 
The brutal winter weather across the southern United States has now killed at least 21 people, left millions without power, and spun tornadoes in multiple states. Four of those killed were in a house fire in Texas, with other deaths linked to the bitter cold. Officials have warned people not to bring grills or propane heaters indoors after Yikes. carbon monoxide poisoning killed at least two people and hospitalized several others. As an Arctic air mass pushed temperatures to historic lows on Tuesday, several facilities opened their doors as warming centers as volunteers rallied to help. The rare deep freeze has also forced the closure of some COVID vaccination centers. Ah, so bad. Officials Too in bad, Texas so have drawn some criticism as the power grid repeatedly failed there, forcing rolling blackouts, mm -hmm. partly because wind turbines had frozen still. The treacherous weather is expected to grip much of the country through Friday. Oh, but that, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that, is, uh, that is pretty green, though, when you think about it. I mean, that's the green agenda, right? Just shut everything down. Uh, don't do anything, right? We talked about the... Uh, I mean, all right, guys, definitely check out that latest Weekend Warrior show that we did, too, uh, because we covered the climate climate lockdowns uh, right here, this one right here. Uh, climate lockdowns, that's a huge uh, issue that's going to come next, basically, uh, lined up, right? And so basically, they wanted to push us to zero. We went through a document out of the UK called Absolute Zero, uh, how they're kind of seeing 2050 as a squeeze point, essentially. And then moving into the future, they have all these grandiose ideas of what we're what we're going to replace it with and stuff. And if if it existed, sure, that's great, fantastic, let's have it, you know, kind of thing. But the plan is to choke us out first before they actually have alternatives, right? So like they they're going to starve you. Everything's going to be synthetic. It's going to be uh, you know, but it's going to be green though, obviously very green. But you can't survive basically. You're not going to be able to heat your homes and stuff like that. Check out. I mean, I'm not going to go through all that now because we covered it in the Weekend Warrior, but that's it's some insane stuff uh, that they're having in, in, you know, in store for us, basically. Uh, so this kind of, I guess, kind of makes sense, right? Uh, that you set up wind turbines to kind of, uh, you know, pick up that extra stuff that you're, you know, that you can't uh, make out. Or, you know, rather, I should say, since they have this view that, well, coal power plants, that's bad, and nuclear is bad. Sweden, we covered that in one of the Weekend Warrior shows, too. How Sweden is uh, closing up some of the nuclear facilities. They're, they have really good output, more or less safe. Is it an ideal scenario in an ideal world? No, probably not, considering that you have uh, hundreds of thousands of years of, of radioactive waste on your hands. Uh, regardless, how are you going to do it with, the, with these population numbers and stuff, right? What are you going to do? Um, and it's not that I'm, you know, just super pro, like just consu consume and consume and more and more. But like you, when you're down to the fact that people can't even heat their own homes, then I think something is pretty wrong, right? Uh, and forget about having <laughs> people with this population number, having people uh, heating their homes with uh, with uh, dead wood, right? Uh, you know, fireplaces and wood stoves and stuff like that. That's just not uh, attainable, right? Um, so anyway, we'll get to this with the wind turbines a little bit more because it's, it's actually kind of funny, actually, the, how they spun this and stuff, too. An approaching storm will likely bring more snow, ice and sleet from the Texas Panhandle through Kentucky, up through Washington, D.C. Ah, to New York City, New Jersey and Boston. <clears throat> All right. So so that's been a big issue, right? Uh, so, yeah, we heard this thing about the wind turbines frozen wind turbines uh, hampered Texas power output states electrical grid operator says uh, let's check out I think they had a 
Let me refresh this here. They had a video that kind of uh, had one of the operators start talking about this. Let's kind listen. of a black swan event. Black I've swan event. Interesting uh, terminology. They know this. I'll get into the stuff with the the solar minimum, the power grid, where this is going and stuff. It's actually quite fascinating, but let's listen to this first here. This is kind of a black swan event. I've never seen all 254 counties of Texas be under a winter storm warning at the same time. Yeah. What Come I'm on, hearing is that all of the critical circuits right now are taking up much power because, again, everybody is wanting heat right now. Our system is more built around the hot summer afternoons when everybody wants air conditioning, and we're, we're built to meet that demand, and the grid's been doing that for, for, for years. And I mean, the major difference between you know what's happening, what happens in the summer and what's happening now is competition for the natural gas. If too many people are trying to consume natural gas, it can depressurize the lines, and if that pressure drops too low, they're no longer able to operate. The whole system isn't really set up to, to deliver, you know, what we're demanding of it. By the time you see those temperatures in a weather forecast, there's really nothing that can be done. These are multi-month, multi-year, sometimes decade investments that need to happen that would give us the infrastructure to, to mitigate this type of, of event. And so there really was nothing that could be done once we saw those temperatures show up in the meteorology report. <clears throat> I, I don't think that this is a, uh, a lapse of judgment or, or planning or, or anything like that. We'll know much more in the coming days and weeks as to you know what parts you know failed and what uh, what needs to be addressed. All right, so interesting, huh? Black Swan events, uh, they call that kind of thing, which is of course interesting. Uh, at the same time, they know that this is uh, coming because we're in a uh, maunder minimum or a, uh, a solar minimum we'll talk about that in a moment but of course we couldn't get away from this without talking about the spin first right how does did the uh, white house uh view this collapse of the infrastructure we know that this is coming there's been blackouts in many parts of the world as uh, many parts of america but sure world world too but many parts of america the uh, in the infrastructure is kind of outdated in many regards uh, they're not putting money in, into rebuilding it again. As, as I said, in Sweden, they're just turning off uh, Ringhals, one of the kind of more famous power plants in Sweden. The second uh, reactor was turned off in December. Prices, of course, due to that skyrocket, not only because of the demand, but be, because they're like actually choking out the power production, uh, despite the fact that at, for now it's one of the better and viable options that we have, right? Uh, and then, of course, they have to do the green agenda weaved into that. You can't use g gas and coal because that that's bad and stuff like that. And so then they make it up with wind turbines and then they end up freezing, <laughs> which is just so retarded. And I mean, again, the way they have to cl uh, clean these out and I'll have an article on that in a moment here. Uh, for, for example, how they do it in Sweden, uh, it, it's it's pretty nuts. Um, and the way they have to spray them off and all that kind of stuff is actually really dangerous, too, because it's spin so fast and and when their ice builds up and stuff like that that flies off in all kinds of directions and stuff uh but here's uh jen saki uh the spokes the press secretary uh, at the white house and this is what uh, she has to say about the situation I will say that there has been some uh, inaccurate accusations out there. I'm not sure if former Secretary uh, Perry made these, but uh, that it was the fit that, that suggested um, that uh, renewables caused failures um, in Texas's power grid. And actually, numerous reports have actually shown the contrary. 
that it was failures in coal and natural gas that contributed to the state's power shortages. <laughs> and officials at the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which operates the state's power grid, have gone so far as to say that failures in wind and solar were the least significant factors in the blackouts. Uh, lies. Nothing but lies. They just lie. They can't help themselves. That's all they know. They just lie. Um, Sweden shows Texas how to keep turbines spinning in icy weather. I thought that this was kind of interesting. And of course, yes, we have that kind of stuff there too up, up in Sweden, obviously. Uh, very gung-ho on the green, uh, green energy production and stuff like that. And, and then, of course, it weaved into the, at the same time, uh, you know, scrapping nuclear power plants, prices skyrocket. During the month of February, the Swedish authorities have told the Swedes not to vacuum so it, we, now we can't even vacuum in, in, in the month of February, basically. That, that's where we're at. I, I think the West could have been in a situation where we had like, you know, uh, superconductive, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, no friction, like rail, super rails, or what do they call them again? What's the term? Uh, you know, super fast uh, internet, uh, fiber optics everywhere, incredible infrastructure. Uh, north of Sweden could have a, a space program by now and stuff like that. And of course, what we got was uh, open borders uh, and just a collapsing society. And where uh, Swedes and other Europeans in, in our respective countries really are turning into secondhand uh, citizens uh, in our own country. But look at this line. There was one passage here, which was kind of interesting regarding this. And I didn't know this actually, too. Uh, at its site in Uljabuda in Sweden, the utility Skelleftjokraft AB was one of the first developers to try wind turbines in extreme Arctic climates a decade ago. The problem with sub-zero temperatures and humid air is that ice will form on the wind turbine, said Stefan Skarp, head of wind power at Skelleftjokraft. When ice freezes onto the wings, the aerodynamic changes for the worse so that wings catch less and less wind until they don't catch any wind at all. The ice also creates a hazardous environment for the maintenance workers. With tons of ice stuck on the turbine, they can fall down at any time. Or smaller lumps of ice flung from the tip of the moving wings at 300 kilometers per hour. What is that? Like four, what is that? Like five, 500 miles per hour? Chat, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but something like something crazy like that. Um, for, or is it the other way? Wait a minute. Uh, oh, it's the other way. Okay, so uh, sorry. Okay, so that's 160, 180, maybe something like that, miles per hour. Sorry, I got that in the wrong direction. Anyway, for added protection, Hulefjukraft maintenance workers ride on armored vehicles when visiting wind sites in the winter. Well, that sounds, that's not a problem. That's trying to find William Shear says 250 miles per hour. Oh, I thought the difference was bigger, but yeah, something like that. You get the idea. Thanks. Uh, by adding a thin layer of carbon fiber to the wings that can be automatically heated, the formation of ice can be... So, again, you're going to heat up the... Uh, what was it? There was someone, I saw this a while ago. Basically, they, they came to this conclusion. After you take all of these things in, of how you have to maintain, maintain them, you have to heat them up, you have to do all these things, you, you basically get, like, very little output from these things. But they're going to build them everywhere, right? Ugly as hell. I mean, they look like some kind of alien architecture. I mean, they're, they're super ugly. Maybe like way out in the ocean, something like that. Wave machines looks pretty interesting. That I'm, I'm not against that. There are other ways you can do this, right? But just when like Tesla, Tesla technology now, not uh, the, not uh, Elon Musk. I'm talking the Nikola Tesla, right? When <laughs> Tesla, when Tesla technology, when I'm all for that shit. Like bring it on, right? And we have all these conspiracy theories for years now that the the big boys from from Standard Oil to some of the big electrical companies and stuff, uh, especially in America, have, have have basically 
threatened and bought up and patented this kind of uh, research and stuff. And, and allegedly there are more types of free energy technologies and stuff out there. I, again, I don't know. We've talked about it for, you know, we've talked about it for a few years there on the show. Nothing kind of conclusive, I think, in my point of view, have come out of that. But I wouldn't put it past them, right? If you can't put a little um, a meter, essentially, on something, you know that these big industrialists and these globalists wouldn't be interested in this, right? But anyway, it's incredibly complex, incredibly armored vehicles. You have to heat up the blade on these things and stuff. And you have to question, like, what, I mean, what, what uh, is this really worth it in the end? When you can, at least for now, uh, you know, focus on, uh, on on safe nuclear nuclear energy. Uh, if you don't go to free energy, of course. Um, right. Let me go over to Entropy Stream. I saw a what was it? A Black Philip. Thank you, Black Philip. He uh, says, "Hail Henrik Parler is back online with a new CEO. Early life check on the guy?" Question mark. Parler was a honeypot from the get go, and everyone should stay away. The Mercers backed both Parler and Rumble. Beware. Now I think that that's an interesting point, and I. This is why we were looking at the uh, at the video there, uh, Black Philip. I did pull up uh, Mark Meckler, his new CEO uh, of this is the right guy, right? Um, yeah, Parler announced Meckler, board member, had become the company's interim CEO. Uh, I don't. Uh, he Meckler was born in Southern California, grew up in LA, uh, but Bachelor of Arts degree, San Diego, blah blah blah. Nineties, he moved to Nevada County, California, opened a coffee house. Um, for several years, Meckler and his wife also worked together as distributors for Herbal Life. Okay, internet advertising law, blah blah blah. I don't think there's, uh, but who, but who knows, right? Who knows? There could be, <clears throat> could be something more going on there. On there. Now, it is interesting, but Parler couldn't pull off what Gab did, right? And Gab did it right. Gab, uh, at least that's what I've heard from Torba under Torba. He says that they spent uh, money building their own servers, right? Their own infrastructure so that no one can shut them down. Now, so Parler hasn't actually gone over to some kind of free speech option. They have, a, I forget what their term, what the uh, company was called. Uh, but basically they can shut them down at any point. I even think uh, Andrew Torba showed this in one of his gabs uh, that basically they, they have the same, you know, TOS as everyone else. And so although Parler can release and have their new, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Terms of service, which looked pretty good. I mean, I, I, I saw the PDF and looked through there. It looked fairly good. We'll see if they can uphold that or whatever. But if the server company just can shut you down, what's the point? And so it kind of feels like there was one of these temporary places where they wanted, as everyone was getting banned from Facebook and Twitter, they wanted all the conservatives flooded into Parler. Then that shut down, and now it's just in, in, in splinters and shatter, uh, shattered, right? I, I tried to post something the other day, and it's still super buggy. I had to log in again. It's just not, not working at all, right? Uh, so despite all these Mercer millions behind it, they couldn't do something which Andrew Torba has done on, on virtually a shoestring, uh, shoestring budget, right? Why can't they? Why can't they? So I don't put it past uh, uh, Black Phil about it. I don't doubt that. It could very well be uh, that there's something kind of uh, funny going on with that. Uh, it, it could definitely be. Uh, but yeah, let's check out what is it, Mark, Mark Meckler. Uh, one second, guys. I'm just going to uh, turn a screen back on here. One second, guys. We're with you. All right, there we go. Um, okay, so yeah, so interesting point, but yeah, I mean, uh, and Rumble, same same thing there, I guess we should say. I said the same thing, same thing there, same thing. That English is uh, hard sometimes. Uh, Rumble is kind of, I mean, it's it's okay, you know, but uh, 
I didn't know there was Mercer money. I knew it was a kind of an alter alternative from kind of a lot of the same type of people that, that went on there. They have some big channels and stuff like that there. Um, we'll see how that develops. If they do live streaming, maybe that's something. But yeah, I, I, I get your point. I mean, definitely be, be, be aware. It seems like kind of one of these, who knows what they will do with all their user info at the end of the day. They might tout it as a free speech thing and then they just hand it over or something. I don't trust the Mercers uh, one second. Uh, Plain Physics for 10. Thank you, uh, buddy. Appreciate that. It's very, very kind of you. Uh, he says, a buddy of mine in Austin, in his uh, apartment complex, his pipe burst and his ceiling collapsed in. Holy shit. His entire street, not complex. The whole street is basically homeless. Infrastructure failed at, at all levels, not just the power. You know what? I saw an image of that. I saw, let's see if I can find that real quick. It was like someone, someone had taken a photo of the, uh, uh, it was a whole building that had frozen over. And it was like, uh, from a, what do you call a ceiling fan? Um, let me see if I can find that one. It was a kind of a dramatic uh, picture, actually. Let me see if I can find that image. Yeah, here it is. USA Today. This is one hour ago. Let's check this out here. Um, crazy shit. <clears throat> Icicles hanging from a ceiling fan. Oh wait, sorry guys, you can't see you can't see that. Here we go. There it is. Sorry. A little, uh, little uh, off, uh, off the rocker here today, huh? A little rusty. Icicles hanging from a ceiling fan. A frosted cactus, Texas, is frozen in surreal photos. There it is. That's the one I saw, I saw that. I forget if it was on Twitter or Gab or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, and I'll get to that in a moment here, too, of, like, where this is going, because this is the new normal with these kinds of temperatures, right? We're, we're, we're going, we're in, a, we're in a solar minimum. NASA announced it in September 2020. Uh, and just the, the other day, it was like, yep, we've hit it. It's happening. No more uh, solar out, you know. But the sun is the driver of the climate, not some dumb carbon dioxide uh, theory. Anthropogenic uh, global warming is a joke. It was exposed back in 2010 when the climate gate happened. Uh, the climate research unit at, um, oh, what was the university again? I forget the university uh, in England uh, that was behind the debacle. They, all these emails were leaked and it showed that they had lied intentionally with the numbers. Uh, they had uh, exaggerated things. It was all bogus, basically, right? And despite that, of course, this agenda continues. And even now when things are like freezing over, super cold, ice storms, uh, snow in Texas, people homeless and stuff, it's like, well, that's still, that's, that's, uh, that's climate change. It's, uh, the, ch the climate is changing. East Anglia, thank you, Pagan Bear. That's right, East Anglia University um in uh, uh in the uk look that up and we did shows on it go back on red in redicemembers.com uh, type in climate gate in, in the search engine check it out uh we covered a lot of that back then it was all exposed <laughs> it was all like they had they had put all these readers in parking lots where you like you have artificial heating and stuff like that and then the ipcc they released their report where they've warned 1.5 if it just heats with 1.5 degrees it's it's all over and then uh uh, get it that tune, Betty has been running around and like doing all these warnings. We're we're gonna die in twelve years. You know, AOC is putting the pushing the Green New Deal because of this. Basically, we're gonna all die in in like well, it's down to ten years now or something like that. If anything, we might die because it, we're we're entering a new solar minimum, which basically means a new mini ice age. That's where this is going. That's why this is the new normal. Uh, let's check out some of these photos here too. Um, Holy shit, yeah. Look at that. That's a fountain or something, right? Yeah, what is that? Palmetto? No, not a palmetto. We have some of those similar things in uh, Charleston. We'll live there. They're, I kind of like them, though. Here's the uh, here's the photo album. Let's check this out, too. 
No? Okay, that's something else here. That's, <laughs> I thought there was more at the bottom. All right, some photos there you see anyway. But the ceiling fan, I remember seeing that. So that might be related to that. Thank you, Plane Physics, um, for that comment too. But yeah, that's crazy. And I mean, what, what did the report say? About 20 people so far had uh, uh, died. I think that that might uh, be more. And a place like Texas, of course, is really ill-prepared for that. I remember when we showed up here uh, in, in Idaho and it was a storm, a powerful windstorm, three, like three days after we arrived, uh, we had a power outage for three days. And even the area is like more accustomed to that and acclimatized to that, even that was problematic, right? And, and so it's, oof, you know, this is rough. You got to have a wood stove. You got to have a generator. There are some things which you used, and I think, you know, with the solar minimum, we're just going to see more and more of that. Lycan Warrior uh, says, is this the dark winter that Biden was mentioning in his previous speeches? Yeah, I mean, exactly. And also with COVID and stuff, I'm not saying that they planned all this, whatever, but the, it kind of fits perfectly into that framework of, of, where, of where this is going. And, and the fact, that, I mean, I, I do think they know the science. I think that they, they kind of throw you off that way. We know that they like to generate, uh, you know, chaos, catastrophe, uh, problems, essentially. Just just create problems, and they will justify our existence for why they need us, right? So the state can step in and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a concerted effort kind of behind the scenes, excuse me, to like, let's say that it's global warming. Instead, let's say it's going to be warmer, and then and they know that their solar minimum is coming, all their the science is pointing in that direction, but they ignore that largely, at least in the mainstream. And then people get, you know, shocked and like, what is this? What is this coming from? It's a good point, Lycan. Uh, Scott McLean says, don't forget the mechanics of what Gates is doing now with uh, poisoning clouds. Maybe the driver for beginning a new ice age as well. That Texas freeze may be exactly what these creatures want. Yeah, I mean, it's true. There's a lot of research on that. That uh, shouldn't be poo-pooed. You know, they, uh, he proposed... Um, I forget exactly what the concoction was, but it was largely metal particles, aluminum and barium, and there's some other, I forget exactly the composition, but basically they want to block out the sun, right? That's, what they, they, that's where these people are now. They, they, they're going to artificially create the control and regulate the climate. And we already know that the military way back, uh, what is this the document that came out, uh, the, using the weather as a force multiplier? You know, all this is like old school conspiracy stuff, and I'm sure a lot of you are up to speed, but some of you might not be. Um, they know how to do this. Uh, let me see if I can find that document real quick. Quick. NASA, all these other agencies. Yeah, this is back in 1997. Check out these guys here. I'm doing some of this on the wing because you have good comments on this or two. Um, this is from apps.dtic.mil.military. Uh, weather as a force multiplier, owning the weather in 2025. Have you guys seen this? Classic old school red eyes here. Check out this stuff. This is fascinating. They already know how to do this. They, they know how to do this now. <laughs> it's, it's not a, uh, it, they were a few, few years early, right? Harp, all the, you know, there's other frequency technologies. They used to superheat the ionosphere. They have all these methods and stuff like that now. Uh, you know, maybe things like Starlink plays into this on some level. And even if it's not that, it's surely something else, right? Uh, but yeah, so the Air Force uh, presented this paper back in 1996. Uh, and they can do a lot of things right now. 2025 is a study designed to comp comply with a uh, directive from the Chief Staff of the Air Force to examine the concepts, capabilities, and technologies of the U.S. Will it require to remain the dominant air and space force in the future? Uh, it was produced in the DOD School, Environment of Academic Freedom, blah, blah, blah. 
so yeah, they're, they're, they're going through future scenarios, possibilities, what's doable and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, check that out. Force, oh, sorry, weather as a force multiplier. Don't have time to go through it now. Maybe you should do a show on that again. Check that out. Uh, fascinating stuff, right? So they know, I, I don't put it past them. So it's a good, uh, good point, Scott. Um, it could be that curveball. They throw it off, throw, throw us off by claiming that it's global warming and that we head in a different direction. Um, Plane physics against so step one, get rid of the people genetically adapted to the cold, <laughs> the cold step two, freeze the planet. There you go. Exactly. And there's your depopulation, uh, uh, you know, attempt right there or attempt to, you, you're basically, you know, successfully be able to pull that off. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so here's the solar minimum, uh, just to kind of confirm this, this was a paper here from, what was this? Sorry, I have to go. Yeah. The mod is also known as the Maunder minimum space weather cosmic ray effects they know that the sun, sun is the driver a uh, really good book by Henrik Svensmark a Danish scientist called the was it the shilling stars or something like that uh, which basically tied space weather ultimately to our weather you, you, the sun is such an incredible force and, and due to these 11 year cycles of magnetic activity and inactivity uh, these solar cycles you get an effect or a consequence of that on our planet obviously instead of just thinking that cow farts is the big issue and it says here, the solar cycle 24 to 25 minimum is expected in 2021. Uh, this, will all, this will also mark the end of the modern warm period. Note that. This will also mark the end of the modern warm period. So we've seen, if you go back to some of these famous like battles that took place in Europe, um, the Swedish troops could march across the, uh, the, the canal over to Denmark. I mean, and that's, a, that's a long long distance, fairly long distance. I mean, you guess maybe if they marched Helsingborg to Helsingør, but I think they marched from somewhere else. That's not that long, but there's other distances. All that was frozen over back in, uh, what is that, six, 16, late, mid-16? Chat, correct me if, if, if there's any uh, Swedish patriots or Danish ones for that matter too in chat. When was that? Was it a famous battle of Swedish troops marked, marched across? It was uh, during a, a, a mini, mini ice age. If you go even further back in the record, uh, the the Swedes were fighting the Geats on the on the ice, right? The the the, the uh, Vanner battle. What was it called again? The battle of uh, on Lake Vannon. It's kind of myth considered mythology, but this is this is true. You know, uh, this is all true. So anyway, um, continues here. Uh, Sh Shatten, correct name Shatten and Tobiska, two thousand three uh, two thousand three predicted a return to a modern minimum-like level of solar activity from their abstract. The surprising result of these long-range predictions is a rapid decline in solar activity. That's right, starting with cycle 24. If this trend continues, we may see the sun heading towards a modern type of solar activity minimum, an expensive, sorry, extensive period of reduced levels of solar activity. One of the strongest correlations between solar activity and climate is the level of Lake Victoria in East Africa, as shown by Mason 2006 in the figure below, I would assume. Uh, yes, the correlation was recognized early in the 20th century, but the relationship broke down in, in 1930. There was two meter increase in lake level from 1962 to 64, after which the relationship between solar activity and lake level resumed. Okay, interesting. Anyway, so they do studies on this kind of stuff. They know this, right? So a modern minimum, solar minimum, which means a mini ice age, right? Here's uh, the report from NASA too. We're heading into solar cycle 25. It's here. This is in September. Uh, as you can see on the left-hand side, you have a a sun photographed by this is uh, is this uh, what was that called? I used to track this all the time. 
the satellite that does this. I forget what that's called, um, but I think it's under NOAA, N-O-A-A, I think. Uh, anyway, I forget the satellite, but yeah, they they have this these you know amazing filters and stuff, and they can photograph the sunspots activity. The sunspots is just a massive outpouring. Uh, of energy, but to the right hand on the screen there, you can see how a minimum looks. In other words, no activity, which means much cooler climate on the on the planet. And it makes sense when you think about it, right? Uh, anyway, so I'm not going to go through that, but you get the point. So that is here. That is here. And that's why we potentially might uh, expect uh, or could very reasonably expect much colder climate uh, in the next uh, years to come here. And who knows, maybe it's even a deeper cycle, right? There's, you know, longer cycles and shorter mini cycles, right? Uh, the sun is fake and gay. Ultimate where is it? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, uh, <clears throat> it's just. Uh, what is the th what is the theory? It's just. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's God's, God's uh, uh, be rear rear end. I don't know. Letting out some uh, letting out some gas. I guess right somehow. Uh, so will solar cycle twenty five dazzle or fizzle in two twenty twenty one? It's the big question in solar astronomy for twenty twenty one and the new decade. Will solar cycle twenty five? Uh, 25 wow observers or be a washout a new study goes against the consensus suggesting we may be in for a wild ride if predictions and an analysis of past solar cycle transitions hold true the last solar cycle 24 was a historic underperformer yeah i remember this because this was like 20 2012 and all that kind of stuff it was like people are looking at the sun as some kind of you know cataclysmic event if you have mass uh this could shut down our solar grid and stuff like that too if you have incredible um you know solar flare activity cmes a coronal mass ejection as i call it uh and they can knock out our power grid and stuff like that i think sometime in i think it was november 2003 was the most uh powerful cme ever recorded but luckily it was away from the planet it was like off to the side if you get a direct hit from this that could be that, that could be it basically and you do have some historical precedents for that uh, telegraph lines back in 1800, forget what the event is called again, all fried, it a Carrington, Carrington event, right? That's what it was called. Fascinating, this kind of stuff. Uh, the last Royal Cycle 24 was, yeah, historic underperforming, you know, 2012, all these things were going to happen, and then nothing, it was just a whimper, like nothing happened. It's like, hmm, okay, well, maybe we, maybe that's good in one way, right? Um, the lackluster cycle produced a sunspot number of just 116. They count each, each sunspot as they show up. And featured a year 2019 with over 281 spot, spotless days. That's 77% of the year. For the earthward face of the sun, the longest death, uh, dearth, sorry, death, dearth of sunspots in over a century. Uh, and recently I saw this here, they were photographing one of these uh, sun spots. It's just, a, it's kind of interesting because it just looks like a, a black hole inside, right? Which kind of begs this question, is it, is this, I know we're, off in sci-fi land here to a certain extent, science, but that's fine, it's cool. cool. Um, uh, is, it, is it basically uh, hollow, right? The sound of the, the, the temperature is actually warmer on the surface than it is in the, at the core. And it's just like a, it's like a black hole in there. Is it antimatter? What's on the inside? It's kind of interesting, right? But some of these spots, apparently they're like as large as to harken back to where, where all this began with Texas. There's big, there's biggest Texas, uh, these, uh, these openings in the uh, corona of the sun. Uh, so fascinating stuff. Absolutely. All right. Anyway, so warning on that. Uh, we better start prepping. Better start prepping. Because uh, who knows how this will go. And it's better to be uh, safe than sorry, as I say, right? Um, 
better to have and, and uh, not need it than to need it and not have it. Here's uh, Weather Prediction Center. Another major winter storm for the south central plains of the, uh, to the mid-Atlantic through Friday. Snowfall of four inches plus, uh, plus from Oklahoma to the mid-Atlantic with potential eight inches in Pennsylvania. Significant freezing rain is also likely from Texas to Tennessee and North Carolina to Virginia. So it's pushing down all over the east coast uh, there. So stay safe. And uh, heads up if you're in the area and be uh, be prepared. Wood stove generator, and I know not everyone is set up, and some of you are, and, and good for you if you are, because uh, <laughs> who knows in what direction this could go, uh, to be honest. All right, uh, let me just fix one thing here. Uh, all right, so I thought, guys, we could talk about the uh, Biden uh, town hall a little bit to uh, switch topics. It was yesterday. Kind of interesting, some uh, some clips that were pulled out uh, on uh, Twitter.com, and I thought we could take a look at those. Uh, Biden, there will be repercussions for China for their human rights abuses. Now, this is Daily Caller having that uh, header to the video there, but actually, listen to what he says, uh, because he's giving China, as you, of course, Beijing Biden, right? He's in the pocket of these people, and uh, China is, of course, kind of also a proxy if you want to go into that, there, there are certain other interests there. They're very, very, uh, very keen on, on having China. China is the rule. They are ruling the world. They're, they're leading things, right? And then you realize those. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, play, let's play this here and see what he actually says. Can they sustain economic growth when more people are retired? When you talk to him, though, about human rights abuses, is that just is that as far as it goes in terms of the U.S.? Or is there any actual repercussions for China? Well, there will be repercussions for China, and he knows that. What I'm doing is making clear that we, in fact, are going to continue to reassert our role as spokespersons for human rights at the U.N. and other, other agencies that have an impact on their attitude. China is trying very hard to become the world leader. And to get that moniker and to be able to do that, they have Shit. to gain the confidence of other countries. And as long as they're engaged in activity that is contrary to basic human rights, it's going to be hard for them to do that. But it's much more complicated than that. I shouldn't have tried to talk China policy in, in 10 minutes on television. Here. Well, let, let, me, uh, let me bring it back. All right. So basically he's saying, people are like, oh, he's, there will be consequences for him. No, that's not what he's saying at all. He's saying China is trying very hard to become the world leader and to earn that moniker they basically just have to fix some of these perceived human rights issues that they're struggling with right now. Or just cover it up. Why not? So it basically means, uh, as America, we're ready to fold over, bend over backwards, and, and, and take the Chinese D right up the rear end uh, if, they, if they just will kind of, you know, ease off on some of these, you know, per, some of these human rights things that they're struggling with. Now, he deepens this later on by talking about, like, well, it's just, you know, they have different cultures. We shouldn't, we shouldn't frown on that. They... If they want to put some other Muslims in camps, that, that's totally... Imagine imagine a European country doing something like this. Imagine a European country hauling off Muslims and putting them in camps. America would be dropping bombs on that country before you even know what it was called or where it was on the map. And this is, you know, arguably what they did back in the, the Balkan Wars, right? They sided with, uh, with uh, Bosnia against uh, uh, Serbia. Uh, they, they, there was Mujahideen forces in the Balkans killing uh, Serbian Christians, and America just uh, lined up with uh, the, the Muzzies, right? But now they're looking the other way because it's China doing it. And, and gee, why in the world could that be? Anyway, I saw a good comment here. I'll just 
while we're on the other topic, or I highlighted it was from uh, Blood of Tyrants over on Trovo, is that it's amazing how many people don't get, uh, uh, people don't know how to start a fire from scra scratch. Basic knowledge for hundreds of thousands of years. We are so dumb now. Very good comment, very good observation. And it should be said too, which is another reason, we'll go back to Biden in a moment here, but just to veer back again or harken back, cycle back around again, like Saki says. Um, basically, this is why they want, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, everything roboticized, you know, kind of this Venus style project, uh, globalism, uh, super advanced technology and stuff like that. But at the slightest little upset of the system, you'll have billions of people dying because they're so dependent and they don't know how to do anything. And I'm convinced that's part of the plan. Uh, anyway, good comment. Uh, okay, so let's continue here. Yeah, I heard another one. Joe Biden on China's human rights violation and genocide against the Uyghurs. Culturally, there are different norms. So basically, he's looking the other way, apologize or like making excuses. And basically, well, we can't, we can't, uh, you know, butt into this uh, because, uh, or we can't uh, assume that we are kind of have the upper hand here, up, or the moral upper upper hand, upper le upper level, uh, because uh, all cultures are different, right? So we we can't be offensive here. Listen to this. You know, Chinese leaders, if you know anything about Chinese history, it has always been the time when China has been victimized by the outer world is when they haven't been unified at home. So the central, oh, to vastly what? overstated, the central principle of Xi Jinping is that there must be a united, tightly controlled China. And he uses his rationale for the things he does based on that. I point out to him, no American president can be sustained as a president if he doesn't reflect the values of the United States. And so the idea, I'm not going to speak out against what he's doing in Hong Kong, what he's doing with the Uyghurs. It's called, uh, it's called voter fraud, Joe. ...in western mountains of, of uh, China and Taiwan trying to end the one China policy by making it forceful. I, I said, and by the way, he said he, he gets it. Culturally, there are different norms at each country, and they, their leaders are expected to follow. Wow. I, I mean, it's, that's just incredible. First of all, that doesn't make sense either. Whenever China has been had an enemy, what, what do you say, when they've been like, accosted from abroad? It's been the time when China has been victimized by the victimized. outer world is when they haven't been unified at home. That doesn't make sense. It, virtually every country, history, every group that have outside... Um, people who attack it or the group or the nation, they have been unified because they don't have an option because they have to survive. And so that's the time of the United States. That doesn't even make sense. But it's basically, oh, my poor China, they're victimized. And so now they're, they're not unified at home. We need to unify, we have a strong China, let them take over Taiwan, you know, let them, uh, let them have Hong Kong back, right? All these things. So the central, oh, to vastly overstated, the central principle, yeah, I know, Roar. Blaming China as a kosher. I know. I mean, it's, but this is, a, it's second tier level here. But again, as I said, I mean, there are other interests controlling China as well. It's a reason why they're being pushed in the forefront to be the leader of the world. And that has to do with the things like the Belt and Road Initiative. America is going to be bypassed. It's, it's all going to be run out of Israel. Uh, the tech sector, cybersecurity, all is based there. It's one of the reasons why it was picked as, as the geological center. If, if you, you can, if you look at a map, Israel is smack in the middle, right? It's up to uh, uh, Russia towards the east, uh, northeast. 
you have down to Africa uh, on the other, you know, south, southwest, uh, Europe up to um, northwest, uh, India and stuff like that. It's a perfect spot, if you will, an intersection, Middle Earth, Middle East, right, the middle of the Earth right there. Um, and so that's a perfect uh, geopolitical location for where you would run a superpower out of. And they're using they're using China, the Belt and Road Initiative. It's all it's all. I mean, we, and we talked about that all all the time. And so it's important to understand the mechanics and the dynamics of why these guys are selling out America and why they're trying to push China to the forefront, agreeing with that, giving them technology, giving them infrastructure, giving them all trade secrets and all these kinds of things. Chinese people are over in America studying how to produce cars, the whole thing. American CEOs went over, gave them everything to become a, pr a production powerhouse, right? Why? Well, because the people who rule the world want that to be the case. So it's not that it's just like just China or the CCP that's running things. That's a a forefront a a in the pr uh, you know the pr men they're running the show wants you to see that it, oh it's china running things but where we go with them what we talk about it is well look at things like the belt and road initiative uh and then you understand who really pulls the strings right but uh i still think it's important because it's like it's something that's an obvious transition that's right in front of people's faces and obvious um sellout a point of sellout where they just make excuses for china He's in the pocket of Beijing and all these kinds of things, right? The principle of Xi Jinping is that there must be a united, tightly controlled China. And he uses his rationale for the things he does based on that. I point out to him, no American president can be sustained as a president if he doesn't reflect the values of the United States. And so the idea, I'm not going to speak out against what he's doing in Hong Kong, what he's doing with the Uyghurs in West. So he's not going to speak out about it. I mean, that's incredible. Again, just the hypocrisy of the imagine, imagine a country in Europe doing something like that and how quick uh, America would react and do something. <clears throat> uh, okay, here's another one. Just a couple of more clips here and then we'll move on. Uh, it's regarding market. It was kind of interesting. Marketing trends, right? Marketing trends uh, basically shows the way. Now, I thought that this was a conspiracy theory. I think Adam Green commented on that too on Twitter. Um, that you, if you mentioned what Biden is mentioning here, you, you would call a conspiracy theorist um, because it, that's not what's happening. Listen to this. In racial disparities, and I'm going to say something's going to get me in trouble, which you couldn't go through a whole show without doing that. And that is that, think about it. If you want to know where the American public is, look at the money being spent in advertising. Did you ever five years ago think every second or third ad out of five or six you'd turn on would be biracial couples? No, no, oh, I'm, not, I'm not being facetious. The reason I'm so hopeful <laughs> is this new generation. They're not like yeah. us. No, no. They're, they're thinking just, differently. They're going to replace they're themselves. They're more open. And we got to take advantage of it. I want you to you get it. They're open. They are open. We got to take advantage of it. Shove that dildo as far up as couples. you can. No, no, I'm not, I'm not being facetious. The reason I'm so hopeful... Israel is a land bridge, you're right, uh, right about everything. Full. ...is this new generation. They're not like us. They're thinking differently. They're but then at the same time, he says in the beginning that it's marketing that's, doing, that's driving that, right? So it's been... I remember talking with people about that, too. It's like, why, no, people just want to love each other and you're, you're a bigot because you're, you're pointing out that it's like mixed race couples all the time and advertisement or stuff, something like that. And it's like, if this was 100% organic, that would be one thing. 
But due to the fact that the most powerful marketing companies in the world are driving this agenda, right, to get to place it in front of people, to place it in front of kids, making this the new normal, replacing us everywhere, not only with immigration and, and then making us feel bad. And, or consequence of that, of course, is um, you know, feeling bad for who we are, um, hating ourselves ultimately. It's not cool to be white. It's boring, right? You get uh, birth rate decline and things like that. So, the, so it's a marketing strategy that's weaved into this whole agenda of how they're pulling this off. But if you pointed that out, that, that was a conspiracy theory. That, that's not really happening. So why are they open to this, uh, uh, Biden? Well, that's because, of course, they've been sold this. They've been sold this lie. They've been sold a bill of goods, right? Uh, and and that's, that's part of the problem here. People do not get to choose. People do not just react organically to something when it's promoted and, and lifted out. And stories after stories showing this, the YouTube channels and stuff. Yeah, then that, that, the young kids are impressionable and, and that's what they want. And they're pushing that because they're involved in a, a replacement agenda of ethnic Europeans. They don't want us around anymore. <laughs> we have served our purpose, according to these people. And Biden is at the forefront of that agenda. He's a spokesperson, ultimately, yes. Uh, but we play the clip many times when he talks about that it's fantastic uh, that European Americans are, are becoming a minority. Uh, here's another one. Uh, of course, of course, we're the racist, right, for, for talking about uh, certain things. Uh, but uh, he's, this is totally okay. Uh, listen to this here. The, uh, the other part, portion is a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community, in the Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use, know how to get online to determine how to get in line for that COVID vaccination at the, at the Walgreens or at, at, at the particular store. Yeah, so basically, uh, non-whites are too dumb to, to go online. That's, that's basically how, what you can deduce from that there, because if they don't know, well, why don't they know? Well, you're saying they don't have the same intelligence that, uh, that white people do? Is that, what, is that the reason? Are whites uh, withholding internet access? Uh, what's going on there? So basically, they, they have to get them online so they can get in line. <clears throat> anyway, fascinating. Again, we're, we're the racists, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's all good. All good. All right. Uh, so before we, uh, oh, that's right. We got we to play that too. Right, we'll do this in a moment here. This one, I guess. Uh, let me play this. This is kind of funny. Um, I can do this one first again. Ragnarok Odin's son uh, over on Entropy Stream says, marketing trends show the way the tribe owns marketing. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. You can <clears throat> Who's behind the marketing again? How, how did that go? Fascinating. Uh, Enterpreseem.live for slash Red Ice TV from join in. Uh, help support the show as well. But uh, yeah, here, let, check this out. Here's Joe Scarborough. So we've had, we've had, of course, a whole summer of protests, right? Just like, and, and not just protests. I mean, we're talking full on riots, uh, burning of, of uh, stores, uh, vandalism. People have been murdered in the street and burned uh, in their shops. White people attacked for being white, a completely racially driven and motivated uh, riots in many parts of America, many big cities. But, um, but what happened on January 6th, the goofball riot, as I call it, uh, and I say that not, not to belittle the true concerns that many people had about voting fraud and not also the genuine people that were there to, to protest and, and, and do their thing, but I call it a goofball riot because of the uh, boomer tier MAGA people who were 
the thought that they could just like march into the capital and have no consequences <laughs> swing back in their face. Uh, it, I think it's naive to not understand who you're dealing with uh, and the vengeance that will come as a consequence of this. And, and again, everyone, therefore, as well, will that will end up in tremendous uh, uh, problems uh, because these people couldn't restrain themselves and basically walked into a trap and gave the establishment exactly what they needed, exactly the, the excuse that they needed to clamp down on the level that they do. And it could, sure, it could be argued whether that would have happened sooner or later anyway, and that could have been the case, sure. But if they, had, if they would have taken the first step in that direction without having a reason for doing it, that would have been a very, that would be a very important distinction that you can tell people like, hey, listen, they're making the first step. Now it's like this, well, to stop on what happened during the goofball riot on January 6th, we have to do these things. We have to shut down the internet. We have to we have to ban all these people. We have to put these people and these thought criminals in jail. You can't have any Q conspiracy theories anymore because uh, you know it will turn to violence. It's inciting an erection. Check out this here with um, with uh, Joe Scarborough. It's fascinating how he compares the two. That's my point. I know they're idiots on other cable news channels that will will say, well, you know, this mom and pop store was vandalized during the summer riots, and that's just as bad as the United States Capitol being vandalized. No. No, actually, no, no jackass, it's not. <laughs> the capital of the United States of America is the center of American democracy. And while I am a fierce believer in people's right to defend their private property, I'm not. Am I hearing, <clears throat> am, am I hearing a, uh, a proponent for hierarchy here? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Is he saying that some buildings are more important than others? Holy shit. That's uh, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? We'll get to the taco stands here in a moment. L but listen to that again. Listen to that again. Actually, no, no jackass, it's not. <laughs> the capital of the United States of America is the center of American democracy. And while I am a fierce believer in people's right to defend their private property. Oh, I'm sorry. What am I doing here? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I thought I had it in the other player. Here we go. I'm Here's not going rest. to confuse a taco stand with the United States Capitol. I'm not going to confuse the selling stand. of tacos with actually moving through a constitutional process that is laid out in the United States Constitution. So basically, you your your shit don't matter because idiots. Because uh, what, what what was burnt down during the the entire summer of 2020 was just taco stands that's right uh but the center of democracy which is and again the someone in chat pointed out uh couch commando rightly so this isn't a democracy that's right the united states of america is a republic uh it, it's supposed to be a represent what do you call representative republic right instead of course the last few decades you've had career politicians that's all they do they're 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 for dec four or five decades, they're in the, they're in the U.S. Uh, Congress or the House or whatever, and, uh, and they never leave. You're supposed to have representatives. And when you do have then representatives that actually get elected, elected like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and put the QAnon stuff to the side of whatever, however wacky ideas she has, when she gets elected as a representative of her people in Georgia, then she's wrong and she has to leave because her ideas are wacky. That's what they think of democracy, right? But again, it's a representative uh, republic. Anyway, so that's that's absolutely fascinating. Some buildings are more important than, than others, obviously. 
so there is hierarchy and, and, and some things are more important, which of course this wall around the, the, uh, the uh, Capitol also, also shows us now Nancy Pelosi's wall, right? Walls do, walls are fine, walls do matter. Uh, but it was just taco stands, so don't worry about it. We can burn everything down. Uh, it was just taco taco stands, and so you should you should sacrifice uh, your taco stand basically for the for the greater good. Uh, but these uh, goofball riot people, uh, that's the real danger, right? Okay, uh, so let's move on here. I want to do this uh, piece about the about Penn State. I saw it in passing yesterday. I haven't seen the entire video yet. Just the one that started auto playing earlier. Uh, Penn State University police investigate Zoom bombings. Now, I, I don't think there's anything involved in an actual bombing here. It's just basically if someone crashes a Zoom call, uh, they, they call that a bombing these days, which is fascinating in, in and of itself. Uh, but here's the uh, report here. Let's, uh, let's listen. No? Oh, sorry. I have to unmute the tab because I muted that earlier. Let's try again. Here we go. Good evening, I'm Lisa Washington. And I'm Scott Schaefer. Penn State University police say they are investigating a racially motivated Zoom bombing. That's when an unwanted person crashes a Zoom video call. Newswatch 16's Carolyn Blackburn found the disturbing images. We want to warn you, there is video in this story that some may find offensive. Stop resisting! Ah! Ah! I can't breathe! This is the video that interrupted a Penn State University Zoom meeting for Black History Month. Students say this man was dressed up as former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin and uh, reenacted that's Catboy cat Cammy right there, folks. The killing of George Floyd. University police are now looking for the man. Like it felt violating for sure. And <clears throat> I was just sitting there and like I guess in the moment I was just like in shock. This meeting can't you do? Uh, this is fa it's fascinating too with the with the, these new coming generations here, and I mean it's, it's it's why people you know who have different opinions basically have to have to suffer and be silenced because people feel offended that their feelings hurt. You could you could just turn off this you could turn off the screen and the and the, the speakers or something right turn <laughs> you could just walk away you don't have to you don't have to sit and endure it. Uh, but it's yeah, it's fascinating. It's called a they call it a racial bombing or like a racially motivated bombing. What what is this language? I don't I don't understand where this is going. Basically, it's terrorism. Someone crashed the call, and I think and I think Catboy Cami here didn't actually. He, he was not part of the call. It wasn't him. Someone was just playing this video. Apparently, this is an older video, uh, and so someone was just playing that to obviously make fun of the people who were. Uh, Having their little Zoom, uh, uh, you know, cult uh, meeting, their their religious little sermon, right? Was sponsored by the Gender Equity Center at Penn State, showcasing black <laughs> women me, activists. Let me, back, let me go back. I was just sitting there and like. I guess in the moment I was just like in like, shock. This meeting was sponsored by the Gender Equity Center at Penn State, showcasing black women activists against sexual violence. University police say this was one of two racially motivated Zoom bombings on Monday, which targeted diversity events. Oh, Students boy. say it only took a few minutes for this meeting to be hijacked. We were trying to figure out how to kick him out, um, but it just like kept going, and I was everybody was just like, "You should end the meeting because he had the like Zoom link anyway." Some students we spoke to on Penn State Schools. <clears throat> yeah, th yeah, exactly, Chad. I think yeah, that's uh, that's uh, where are we here? Here we are. 
Uh, that's uh, the guy was hanging out with uh, Nick Fuentes, right? To get a cat boy cami. Is he is he uh, is he non heterosexual? Is is that the dealer? I'm not sure, <clears throat> but it, but it's kind of fun, regardless of his interplay. It is kind of funny. Although he did, it was some wasn't there some expose where he was uh, like joining calls with like underage kids and stuff like that too. I I, I never dived you know deep into that. I was totally not interested. Um, but there was something like that. Uh, but anyway, someone is obviously uh, intentionally trying to, uh, to trying to offend hard here, which is you know which is uh, which is interesting. <clears throat> Let's uh, play the rest. Like you should end the meeting because he had the like Zoom link anyway. Some students we spoke to on Penn State Schuylkill's campus say if this Zoom bomber is a student, they hope he's expelled. It's just disrespectful, honestly. Like to go ahead and put a video of someone else's death as like a joke. Like I just don't find it funny at all. Authorities are looking to see if the two Zoom bombings are connected. Carolyn Blackburn, Newswatch 16, Schuylkill County. I've never, I've never heard this term though. Zoom bombing. Zoom bo is that what we are now? That's what we are now. If you did, if you join a call and say something they don't like, you're ba you're basically a terrorist and you're you're bombing somebody. Absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. All right. Speaking about <clears throat> offensive things. Here's another one of those anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, which I thought wasn't true, that was uh, surfacing here uh, on a fascinating account. Uh, Lottie here, Killjoy Lottie, uh, she has in her bio here, the Jewish neoliberal bitch anti-Semites warned you about. Uh, Pro-EU, there you go, BLM. <clears throat> and then there's some Hebrew there, I think, from Lottie. But she's, anyway, she, she goes on to say here, uh, Kadir Nelson, an African-American artist, brilliantly in illustrates the changing nature of the West with his repainting of American Gothic. The sickly austere of whiteness of slave-owning generation makes way for the vibrancy and beauty of a thriving black family. Hashtag erase whiteness. <clears throat> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so I guess that it, it, so it is happening then. Because sometimes here it's not happening, that's a conspiracy. And in fact, you need to be banned and censored if you suggest such a thing. But here, uh, Lottie, the uh, Jewish neoliberal bitch that anti-Semites warned you about, uh, says that it, it's the sickly whiteness is being replaced here uh, by a thriving uh, black family. I thought he had a, what was it called again? A hay, uh, uh, what do you call that? Pitchfork, right? A pitchfork? I don't see that in the other shot. That, that's gone for some reason. The pitchfork is gone in that one. Uh, and I saw this one because maybe it's because of this kind of stuff is up in the air again. It's BLM, Black Lives Matter. Oh, sorry, um, uh, Black History Month, February, right? They kind of repost these kinds of things. But to uh, continue uh, ta talking about this, we've played this. This is, a, I think, over a year ago. So they recycle this. This is now this. You might have heard of the outlet. We cover some of their stuff, hilarious stuff. This artist replaces white men with black women in classic works of art, right? So it's it's, it's just... Can't don't even do your own. That's also kind of interesting here. Don't even do your own. Come up with something your own. To, uh, to occupy your own space, so to speak, and do something. You, no, it's just we need to take your shit and replace you in them because we want to rub it in your faces. And then, of course, if you do argue that it's happening, then it's not really happening. And that's a anti-Semitic anti uh, racist conspiracy theory. All right, check out this uh, wonderful stuff here from Now This. Sorry about the music. <clears throat> oh, 
Harmonia Rosales is, is replacing uh, uh, white people in famous uh, pictures. Re it's a reinterpretation. She says women of color are un unrepresented in the art world, while white men dominate the space. And when you consider that all human life came out of Africa, the Garden of Eden and all, then it only makes sense to point, paint God as a black woman sparking life in her womb. <laughs> all right. Good music though, huh? I'm not going to read all this. this text here for the podcast audience, but uh, I'm not going to read it all. We need powerful images for the youth to see. There you go. So basically, it's wrong when white people do it. We can't be represented, but they need representation at all times. You always need to be. But then, you know, you have things like uh, you have uh, uh, black women on uh, the cover of products like Aunt Jemima. But you see, but then it's wrong and then it's racist and then they need to be replaced. I can't believe they put a black woman on the uh, uh, plastic bottle of corn syrup. Uh, but, but, but if it's paintings, we need to replace all the white men. So I don't know, you, maybe you've seen it before, but I, I saw it that now this was, was uh, posting it again. <laughs> posting it again. So I want to play it in case you missed it last time. Uh, here's a little bit more uh, of this, um, uh, you know, I guess anti-Semitic uh, things here, or I, I, rather, I, I guess it's the new, the, the, the new normal which we should uh, adjust ourselves to, or, or, or rather just a promotion of love. I guess that's a better term. Yes, yes, let's go with that. Here we go. Here's a beautiful uh, uh, promotion of, of love and unity and diversity. Uh, Simon Kohenblatt Goldsteinowitz on uh, Twitter.com here says, Fellow Jews, it's time for us to open our hearts. For far too long, our religion has promoted the idea that you should only marry other Jews. These ideas are outdated, he says, and we must be progressive, he continues. Diversity is our strength. Jewish women and black men are the future. And here he made a wonderful representation. Uh, of what he would like to see going forward. Uh, Jewish women and black men, a perfect match by Simon Cohen from February 16th, 2021 here. Uh, and he has a the subtitle here to the piece is, nothing could strike fear into the cold hearts of neo-Nazis and white supremacists like the two minority groups, um, like the two minority groups most despised by them bonding over pure love. All right. Beautiful. I mean, it's a message of love wins. It's a message of love. And I don't see how you can be critical of that whatsoever. Good stuff. Uh, okay. <clears throat> let, me, uh, let, me do, let me do one of these. Plain physics here on, uh, over on Entropy Stream says, a thriving black family. I thought families were white supremacy. Yeah, exactly. That, that is actually a good, uh, good uh, observation there. Um, I thought BLM had to, it was an official, um, official uh, bullet point, I guess, in their agenda, right, in their charter, whatever you want to call it, uh, that the, core, the, the nuclear family has to be broken up, right? Wasn't that part of it? I guess it could be argued, though, as, uh, no, it's probably just a grandma. I th maybe I thought it was a new intersectional family here. Um, you know, two women, one guy, one child. I, I don't know. <clears throat> be creative. But it's, yeah, it's fascinating that it's just a kind of a traditional family and not a, a new family, right? All right, <clears throat> uh, 
let's move on to this one. It's kind of interesting, of course, because white people are, you know, they're the problem. And of course, you know, we've we've seen stories like, uh, you know, we, we've seen stories where basically people who have posted memes uh, on Twitter are sent to jail, uh, federal prison even, potential uh, threats of federal prison for posting memes and stuff, which, which they... Uh, I guess classify as deception or you know election fraud, basically deception, things of this nature. Let me turn that off here. Uh, so this is a fascinating piece regarding that judge issue shock decision. Woman who pushed pushed a white bleep into path of oncoming bus won't see prison time uh, or see prison rather anytime soon. A 40 year old woman who shoved an elderly retiree, a white woman. In front, so a black woman is shoving an, an elderly white woman uh, because it's because this this uh, this environment that we're in right now not maybe not that one uh, but this kind of environment where white people bad and if you're black you're good and uh, just you being being visible as a white person is is evil because of that climate we we totally have uh, not people reacting and overreacting in hatred and in racism against white people uh, that's just not happening. So this black woman shoved an elderly white retiree in front of a moving bus. But it turns out that she has now been spared jail time because the liberal judge sided with the defense attorney who basically claimed that the assailant fundamentally is a good person, but she just had a, a, a bad day, basically. Using this flim-flam rationale, you could also excuse murderers, rapists, and child molesters for their crimes. So too, that's true. Maybe they just had a bad day. I'm sorry, Your, Your Honor. Uh, I normally don't diddle kids, but I was having a bad day. The incident occurred in May 2018 when Amelia Doris, a 40-year-old black woman who has been dubbed the Pimlico Pusher, was captured on video pushing Linda Lancaster, who is white in her 60s, onto, uh, onto a London street just, a, just as a bus plowed forward. Here's the footage here. This is, how, this is what a bad day looks like. And not for the white woman, but for the black woman. There you go. That's totally not racism, and that's totally fine. Another angle here. All right. <clears throat> so this is okay. Uh, this is fine. Okay, that's the end of that video. Uh, so th there's totally not kind of an issue here when it comes to uh, you know, anti-white hatred and things like that. The attack was the continuation of an altercation inside a Tesco supermarket over a perceived slight, slight, perceived slight, according to the Daily Mail. Doris thought Lancaster's shopping basket had pump, bumped against her son's head, according to authorities. That caused her to fly into a rage and started yelling at Lancaster. Sure, it was one of these, like, complete mistake. Uh, but, you know, when it's a mistake, it's not in, it's always intentional white supremacy and racism. Prosecutors John Livingston recounted Miss Doris started shouting. She started shouting at Mrs. Lancaster and at one point said, you've met the wrong woman, you white bitch. There you go. So so we don't have any evidence that this was racially motiv motivated whatsoever. Livingston and Doris continued to harass Lancaster inside of the store and threatened. Watch out. Watch what happens to you when you come outside. After leaving the Tesco, authorities said Doris got in Lancaster's face as the older woman tried to de uh, defuse the situation by walking away. When the victim's head was turned, Dor Doris deliberately pushed her in front of a moving bus. Footage showed. So no jail time. Uh, that's completely uh, that's completely fine. 
but you know, we're not we're not living in a anti-white environment or anything like that. That's just crazy. New York Public School asks parents to reflect on their whiteness. Story from the New York Post here. Um, a Cedar Public School principal is asking parents to reflect on their whiteness, passing out literature that extols white traitors who dismantle institutions. Education officials confirmed to the Post on Tuesday the woke offensive at the East Side Community School in Manhattan. So that's a, it's a upper class, right? Get, prove me wrong. That's upper class, primarily probably white, maybe another, maybe another demographic. Yeah, but maybe not. We'll see. Um, uh, so yeah, the, the, the East Side Community School in Manhattan features a ranking list titled The Eight White Identities. We'll look at that in a moment, which ranges from white supremacist to white abolitionist. The curriculum written by Barnon Hesse, or Hess. Copy that. I <clears throat> can look at that later. Uh, an associate professor of African American studies at Northwestern University in Illinois claims there is a re regime of whiteness and there are action oriented white identities. Fascinating. <clears throat> People who identify with whiteness are one of these, Hess writes above the eight point list. It's about time we build an ethnography of whiteness, an ethnography of whiteness, since white people have been the ones writing about and governing others, Hess adds, or Hesse adds. In between the two extreme identities of white of supremacist and abolitionist are such categories such as white voyeurism, defined as wouldn't change a white supremacist, desire non-whiteness because it's interesting, and white privilege or sympathetic to a set of issues but only privately won't speak slash act in solidarity publicly because benefiting through whiteness in public some pock are are in this category as well that's right so some <clears throat> some people of color are in that category as well okay yeah that's right that's why it's like end whiteness is like one of these um, things that they can say now <clears throat> all right we got full screen here this is fascinating can learn a lot from this, boys and girls. So here we go. Here's the full uh, chart here. The eight white identities. So then you have far left there. You have the most <clears throat> most dangerous one in red. So that's you know that's I, that's bad or you know warning kind of thing. White supremacist. That's uh, at the bottom there of the the scale. White voyeurism is uh, slightly, I guess, slightly better. White privilege is also slightly better. And then somewhere in the middle, we have white benefit and white confessional, followed by white critical. And then finally, where it's going into the green, in other words, where you're, where it's good. This is positive, right? Green, green light, you get it? Absolutely uh, fascinating here how they use the different colors to kind of convey uh, a deeper symbolic message. Kind of makes sense, right? So white, a white traitor. Uh, is kind of it's kind of in the, in the clear in the green there, and then finally white abolitionist, which I which I only can assume basically means the abolition altogether. Of and note that it doesn't say whiteness because they always try to you know get away, uh, kind of escape escaping that argument that well we're not we're not talking about white people obviously not because that would be you know that would be we're just talking about whiteness. But as uh, Noel Ignatiev and others have pointed out, you can't have, you can't have 
whiteness without white people. So if whiteness is, is bad and wrong, you have to eliminate that, you have to eliminate white people, right? It goes hand in hand. Barbara Spector used that hashtag back when she was tweeting like a crazy woman. Um, end white people was one of the hashtags. I'm sure I have the tweet saved somewhere. To, to completely want to ab be an abolitionist, right? Just get rid of white people altogether. I guess that's that's the end goal here. The white identity is written by Northwest University, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that. The handout was accompanied by a color-coordinated meter with the red zone on the left. All right, we went through that. Uh, the New York City Department of Education official told the Post that some parents at the school, which caters to 6th through 12th graders on the Lower East Side, first shared material with the staff. Now, wasn't this, wasn't this where, uh, what's her name, the ex-Fox uh, woman? What's her name again? Megyn Kelly. Didn't, wasn't this, Meg, even Megyn Kelly was like fleeing from, from this, uh, from this area, I think she was having her kids in one of these schools. Yeah, unbelievable! It's it's crazy. Even these people can't take it anymore. Gee, I wonder why there's white flight. What in the, what in the world could there be white flight for? That you wouldn't want to bring your six uh, through twelve grader through some of these absolutely horrific. So again, you have this. The, you gotta you gotta juxtapose these two right now, where you have you have to have black people represented. They have to feel proud of who they are. They have to see themselves. They have to want to be proud of themselves and, and like who they are and stuff like that. Juxtaposed with this takedown of white people, where basically white is bad, it's evil. You have to have certain behavioral protocols installed and running on those continuously, or you will be hated. But even then, we know at the end of the day, that is not good enough. You just being white is bad, no matter what your behavior is, no matter how, you, how much you fold and submit, right? So they can feel bad about themselves. They can hate themselves. They should, in fact, feel shame uh, for being white. That's totally fine, right? So now we've now we've now we've reached the point of equity, right? You have to take down a perceived power, uh, you know, person at the power top, and then lift up the other ones at the bottom, and just reverse the situation. And then then when, you know, two wrongs make a right, basically. The principle then disseminated to every parent as part of a series of materials meant for reflection and as food for thoughts, the official said. The uh, Department of Education rep said in a statement, anti-racism and the celebration of diversity is at the core of our work on behalf of the young people of New York City and the East Side Community Schools. Students, parents, and staff partner together to advance equity in their community. So that's why diversity means no white people, right? <laughs> because if it was a celebration of diversity, white would be okay too, but it is not. The documenting question was shared with the school by parents as a part of an ongoing anti-racist work in the school community and uh, is one of many resources the school utilizes. Here, here's an explanation, I guess, from the chart then. Absolutely incredible. All right. We're not going to go through the rest, but you get the idea, right? Holy shit. Lone Star Texan says uh, simply a death to Stalin. Well, there you go. I thought he was dead already. <clears throat> or, I mean, they are trying to kind of, uh, the ghost of Stalin, I guess, is, uh, is definitely rummaging in some people's brains. Uh, to this day, but thank you, uh, and I hope you're good if you are indeed down in uh, Texas, Lone Star Texan, uh, that you haven't uh, lost all your power and you have some backups uh, in place. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for that. Plain Physics for three says, uh, there's even the ridiculous concept of multiracial whiteness in a different article. Yeah, I've seen that too, actually. And it's like, it doesn't, I mean, we, we talked about the classification. As, I think that was one of the Weekend Warrior shows, actually. We talked about the classification system of 
even if you're from North Africa in, in, in like 20, not like, you know, the Carthaginians or something like, or like the, when the Romans were, uh, you know, ruling over North Africa, but like today, if you're in North Africa, you were still considered white or, or Caucasian on this, it was out of California, this list, I forget what the exact name was. Uh, it was on prop, was it prop 81 or prop 61 or something? And I mean, that was just, that's insane. It's like Somalis and Sudanese were considered Caucasian. And they had this like checklist of like, don't you Hispanics or Arabs think you're going to get away from this? Like when we're done with these white people and, and, and have, have, you know, exterminated them, we'll, we'll move on to you. Don't think you, uh, you, you Mexicans and Latin Americans are going to go get away. You have uh, white DNA in you, right? You remember that? That's where it is. Absolutely crazy. Thank you, Plain Physics. Appreciate that. Um, all right. So let's do a couple of these too. Uh, one or two. Oh, we'll get to the Asians. That, that was funny. A funny clip. Uh, but a reminder too. Because I did a, a, a whole thing on this, in the, is in the member section. The dumbest arguments against reparations uh, back in 2019. Check that on the member section. Just search for reparations in the member section if you're a member. Um, and you find the video. And I thought it was pretty good. It was like a t almost close to two hour just breakdown of the arguments. I showed some good people over there. But yet again, in Congress, they have returned to this now of, of, of doing reparations for slavery. And the article here from Daily Mail says, Congress holds first repar holds reparations for slavery hearing for first time since BLM protesters rocked the nation, with the Dems pushing for a bill to consider a national apology. Congress held its first hearing on reparations for slavery. I got to pull, pull out some clips from this. Uh, first hearing on reparations for slavery since the death of George Floyd. A House Judiciary Committee subcommittee discussed H.R. 40, House Resolution 40, which, uh, if passed, would establish a commission to study reparations and, quote, consider a national apology. When, when is the Arab world going to uh, apologize uh, for slavery? Uh, when are other na African nations going to apologize for slavery? Democrat Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, she's, of course, back in this, is leading the effort and brought photographs of beaten and lynched black Americans to the Zoom proceeding. Uh, okay, from like from last month or last year, or from over 100 years ago, or something like that. Because I know uh, uh, racial violence that's happening against white people uh, right now, and it happened yesterday and before that, and the day before that. And if we look at the statistics, that's, it's not white people going around beating up different people, right? It's all these other races. <laughs> the, the one they're piling on is, is whites, but it is spreading to others now. It's the next clip we'll, we will see here. Democrats brought in academics, civil rights leaders, and California's new Secretary of State, Shirley Weber, as witnesses. Committee Republicans brought in former National Football League player Herschel Walker and talk show host Larry Elder as their guest. Now, last time, there was actually some good... Uh, some good people on the other side here, which is like, this is ridiculous, it's never going to work, blah, blah, blah. Are there any clips here? Uh, yeah, this guy was actually there last time, Burgess Owens. He was actually pretty good. Burgess Owens was, was good uh, last time. Again, I haven't seen the new clips or where he is on that, but of course, Sheila Jackson Lee would be at the forefront of this here. Corey Bush, remember she lied about being attacked by uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene recently? Oh, she just out of the blue attacked us, and it turned out that it was actually her team and her uh, staff, which went after Marjorie Taylor Greene. All right, so that's something to do for later. Pull that out because that, those are always, that is always hilarious. And keep in mind too, um, what was it again? There was something I was going to dig up regarding the, uh, the, the reparations there. Anyway, check, check out that video uh, on the member's website, actually, because uh, I think that's one of the, the better just breakdowns of it. 
because I, I would assume that most of the arguments are kind of the same. Let me go back here and just search for that real quick. Um, do that again. Oh, the keyboard is screwed up. Let's try again. One of the keys was stuck. Let me try that again. Nope. All right, I'll, fi <laughs> I'll find it later. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Ah, there it is. Okay. Okay. There we go. I just had to do a different uh, search word here. Here it is. This one. Check out this one here. Uh, it was a, it was a pastor there. It was, it was just, it's incredible how much they, you see this as a, as a religion, uh, and how they're selling it as a religion. It's, it's a cult. It's a religious, the, theocratic theology, religious language and all this kind of stuff. But the pastor said at one point that you whites, you need this for your soul. And they were talking about how cash needs to be, we need to dis disseminate cash, basically, now. We shouldn't put that off the table. Just give us cash. So anyway, it's called The Dumbest Argument for Reparations for Slavery. Uh, it's a longer longer piece, but well worth it. Because uh, I would assume it's just it's just the same bullshit all over again. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll check it out and see if there's something uh, new. There's always new heights to the insanity, of course. We'll check that out. Um, okay, so this is happening, too. Of course, this is in uh, California here. Racial tension somehow... Uh, it's not brought up, though, uh, that it's actually uh, black Americans that are attacking Asians in, in California. And this has happened, of course, before, where Latinos have pushed out blacks from a lot of areas. Uh, a lot of fights, racial uh, gang warfare, essentially, and stuff like that. Uh, here's RT, or Rupley, actually, the, the, another company of, of theirs over in Russia, uh, doing a little piece on Asians with Attitude, I think it was called, wasn't it? Yeah, a citizen group patrols Oakland streets following attacks on elderly Asian vic vic victims. Let's check this out. That's good. We're just here for the movement. We're here to try to come together as a unity. Uh, everybody today uh, came from different cities. Uh, just to meet up, as you can see, started off by myself, so I'm, I'm glad my uh, my message got out to everyone. Um, we're just trying to hear to let send the message out and stop the hate, stop the violence. That's what the message is right now. We're with the movement. We try to do the right thing. Uh, the the movement movement. You can get some clarity in that. <clears throat> now, of course, I could mention here, too. Help patrol oh, the streets of Chinatown and Oakland to help you keep it safe. And then um, to stop all this racism and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, it's like getting tiring, you know? Like, there's no, we, we got no voice, none of that. You got no voice? <clears throat> so it's fascinating here, obviously, that they don't say who the racial perpetrators are. It's just, you, uh, you would be led to believe because whenever they cover these stories it's usually white people's fault so somehow it's white people's fault Notice that um, there's been a lot of violence against uh, a lot of asian seniors and elders um in the community and that we're here out here patrolling to just trying to make sure that they feel safe and that if they need anything that they can rely on us as part of the community to help them in in case anything does pop up such as any violence against the asian community or elders here so it's basically vigilantism here. We can lawlessness, right? We can be out and defending. I'm not saying it's wrong. I mean, if you're attacked, absolutely, you should be allowed to defend yourself. But imagine this was a white group doing this. Going on towards elderly Asian people, just people in general, um, even amongst women and kids uh, getting robbed or whatnot. So we're just trying to bring peace to this whole community, send a message Bringing to all the, the, the different races as well. So 
That's why we come out here to join as one. So hopefully everybody can understand what I'm doing today. <clears throat> Fascinating, huh? This is totally fine. Thank you. Not a problem. Imagine white people doing something like this. <clears throat> All right, is that it? I think that's it. All right, Asians with attitude. Racial tensions in California, of course, is leading to a lot of attacks on, on elderly Asian people. And so Asians with attitude are out to defend uh, these Asians. <clears throat> but nowhere, of course, even in many of the articles, uh, it was not detailed that this was uh, uh, black Americans that were attacking uh, Asians. So racial diversity is wonderful and there's never any racial tensions. Uh, you can just jam different ethnic groups together with different interests, with different cultural backgrounds, uh, different way they see the world, and you will not have you will not have a problem from that uh, at all coming out. So, so yep, those white supremacists at it again, uh, attacking those white people. All right, so let's switch over to uh, Corona here. That's uh, one of the one of the last uh, topics here that we'll we'll cover, um, and this this will flow into some stuff regarding Gates later. Uh, synthetic beef as being, or meat rather, is being promoted by Gates, of course. We'll talk about Fauci a little bit later, too, some interesting things with him. Uh, but check out this here. It's a piece from uh, uh, RT. A teacher shared a video uh, from a classroom. I believe it, I believe this is in the U.S., uh, where basically is kind of like, a, it, it basically looks like a prison. Check this out here. Um, this is the middle seat of the back row of my classroom. This is their view of the board. Um, so I'm just wondering, when we ordered this $5 million worth of plexiglass, did we have a classroom of 28 desks set up Five million? to where school board members could sit in them and see what this was really going to be like? Because I'm still trying to figure out how, in between my classes, am I supposed to disinfect? how I'm supposed to hear my students when they're in the back of the room wearing a mask behind all this plexiglass, how my students are going to be able to see my board or see me. I guess I'll have to stand at the end of rows instead of at the board to try and work out problems or whatever. Um, but I really just need to know, like, was this really thought? Um, this is... The middle seat of yeah, the cuts off there. I, I'm gonna try to find that whole video. Was this really thought out? It's, I mean, it's you couldn't get more close to like, like another brick in the wall. I mean, it's even worse than that, right? Uh, leave them kids alone, right? It's like this is, it, they're base, they're basically getting you accustomed to to a prison. <laughs> that's what that's that's the only way to view this. It's a they're building prisons for our kids. And they're justifying this, of course, because of the corona bullshit and the scam, the, the pandemic, the scamdemic. And now they're going to isolate and cut kids off, even if, even when they come back to school. In many regards, they're not. They're just isolated at home in front of a screen. They have no social life whatsoever. Kids are killing themselves. We covered this in, in the Weekend Warrior show, too. Uh, kids are committing suicide. Not only kids. I mean, adults are, too. They're losing everything. They're losing their businesses. They can't feed their kids. And they're being placed in prison-like environments now. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's just it's it's incredible that they're pulling this off, right? Now there are some positive, <clears throat> there are some positive aspects to this too, right? Um, and that's coming to us now from many European uh, European countries, actually, where I've seen the most 
the most opposition, the most protests, not not in the world necessarily, but in the Western world where, where Europeans dwell, uh, in European-founded countries. I think I've seen the most on the European continent so far. Denmark had some good stuff too. That's part of the continent though. Um, but um, court orders, yeah, so the court orders Dutch government to scrap coronavirus curfew immediately, which is which is kind of interesting. Uh, in the U.S., it seems at this point, mo majority of people are just moving. Uh, they're fleeing states like California. They're fleeing states where lockdowns are just insane and, and coronavirus measures are way over the top and stuff like that. And most of them are leaving and going to states where there's less restrictions. Because if you can't survive, if, if they consider your work not to be essential, which is ridiculous, all work is essential. If you're feeding your kids, well, guess what? Your work is essential. Everybody, every every business is essential. It's how you pay your bills. It's how you feed yourself. How you put a roof over your head. But due to that, they have to flee, right? And so, so a lot of people are just upending and and, and leaving uh, because what are they going to do? Uh, but a lot of protests in in European countries, which has been very encouraging. It's great to see a movement ultimately of just free ourselves from the clutches of these maniacs that are doing this to us. I think a lot of good issues could be kind of piggybacked on on a movement like that, moving in that direction. So I'm very encouraged by this. Let me read a little bit from it here. The curfew must be lifted immediately. The court in The Hague determined this in case, uh, in a case brought by the Virus Truth Foundation. Interesting, I've never heard of them. The measure was taken on the wrong grounds. The judge ruled, according to the preliminary, preliminary relief judge, the curfew is a far-reaching violation of the right to freedom of movement and privacy. This requires careful decision-making, the judge ruled. However, for the introduction of the curfew, use was made of the Extraordinary Powers of Civil Authority Act, whereby the Senate and House of Representatives do not have to be involved in the decision-making. According to the judge, there was no special urgency to enforce the law. The fact that before the introduction of curfews was often discussed illustrates, according to the court, that the special requirements required for activation of the law have not been met. A far-reaching measure on the basis of an emergency law may only be given if an acute emergency situation actually occurs, which moreover cannot be resolved with other less far-reaching means. Fascinating. Holland is, uh, is, is turning out to be, with all of the problems, if you will, that, that does occur in, in many of these uh, Central European nations, it, it it's it's looks like Holland is one of them. I mean, it's always been considered, you know, liberal and stuff like that. Amsterdam, you know, the drug use and and I don't like any of that. But the reality is that if they can keep at least some of this insanity on top of it away, it, it's why not? It, it might not last in the end. Usually, if countries go in that direction, liberal leaning, they don't stand up ultimately for freedom of expression, freedom of movement, freedom of you know your your rights to. Of assembly and these kinds of things eventually that seems to go and be scrapped for for you know whatever different either it's because oh that's hate speech you can't do that or this group is banned or or it's some you know medical emergency that's they're wheeled out as an excuse to take it and as you know these governments will never give that back they will never backtrack they will never turn back and say oh there we go it's over now uh you know we we disseminated the vaccine to those who wanted it and again it was a, another i think it was the hague or the, no the european commission Rule. We covered this in the Weekend Warrior show too, uh, recently that uh, you cannot uh, forcefully administer the vaccine. And if you haven't taken the vaccine, there's no legal right for you to be discriminated against on those grounds. So that at least 
initially now is looking good, which is, which is uh, you know, I'm glad it's going in this direction. Uh, so good stuff. Conrad Curse over on Entropy Stream uh, says, Hail Red Eyes family and fellow members. Support Red Eyes, White Rabbit Radio, and Mimish Brunner. Thank you, Conrad. Always good to see you. Thank you, sir. Hope you're doing well, staying safe. Um, I saw a lot of it. Speaking of, you know, Central Europe and stuff like that, too. A uh, lot of cold uh, weather was pushing down there, too. We covered Texas earlier in the show, in case uh, you're just tuning in live now. We covered um, the power outages and stuff like that, but I saw people out in the streets in Holland. Uh, people who are out in the, uh, on the frozen uh, rivers in Berlin, in Germany, uh, having fun, partying, stuff like that. It's, you, they do get snow, obviously, but we've, we've, we've been, over the last decade or so, we've been in a warmer kind of period, and so therefore it hasn't been as much snow in these areas. And so that's coming back now as we're entering into the solar minimum. So this will be more and more, you know, kind of common. But anyway, Conrad, I hope you're, uh, hope you're staying warm uh, wherever you are. Plain physics uh, say they, they even feed the kids prison food. It's awful. You, there was a controversy in Sweden over many years, and it's still the case, I believe, that, you know, we pay really high taxes in Sweden, right? So you think that these services would be provided for, it would be, they would offer good services and stuff, and, and that's not the case. That's why I laugh at this uh, fetish by some people on our side to, <laughs> excuse me, our side to, uh, to, to kind of romanticize, you know, socialism a little bit. I, I grew up in that. I've been through that for, you know, close to three decades. I lived in that. I've seen it basically destroy the soul of, of my people directly. And it's not only socialism. There was a, an element later on of market, market bullshit that came in and, and you kind of pushed the final nail in the coffin. But that would have never been achieved without the preceding decades of, of, of socialism, right? Soul crushing, state planning, the million programs, there's all this shit that they scrapped our beautiful wood, you know, they, they tore down people's old uh, wooden houses that people of generations have lived in. Gothenburg is one of these areas. They tore down these beautiful wooden parts. The, 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 those that are preserved are like a museum, are almost like a ex museum exhibit now in uh, Haga and some other places too. But they tore all that down, they build these socialist high rises, these concrete shoe boxes. Where, where basically you, you, you can go to, to, to let your soul die. But, but anyway, long story short, the socialist bullshit pushing that and thinking that that's going to solve the issue is just, is, just, is just not the case. The government will never offer anything that's good. They will take as much money as possible. They will squander that, and then they will not offer you services. But to cycle back around to the issue about the prison food, the controversy in Sweden was that they actually fed prisoners better food than the kids, right? The school kids have, have had worse food than prisoners in Sweden. And, it, and it's funny how that works because you hear, you hear those kinds of talks in, in America now too, where basically prisoner, we need to open up the prisons. If you're a criminal, you did nothing wrong. But, but if you're a thought criminal, if you thought the wrong thing or said the wrong thing, then prison should be reserved for you. Or if you violated the corona, uh, you know, virus uh, restrictions or something like that, then off to, off to jail with you, but release all the murderers and the pedophiles that are in jail, the jails, the, the hardcore criminals, you know, violent criminals and stuff like that. Open that up. Just let them up. So same, same uh, uh, liberal bullshit in Sweden, which was like, oh, give the prisoners better food than our own kids. It's, it's almost like that they're taunting us and that they're doing it intentionally. But anyway, long way of making a point. But yeah, thank you, Plain Physics. I appreciate that. Um, Ragnarok Udin Sun says, uh, home education is the only way school is for fish. From a father of eight. Father of eight, fantastic. Congratulations, sir. 
Uh, that's very good. Good work. That's something to strive for. I'm impressed. Uh, school indeed is for fish. That's where it comes from, right? A school of fish. Uh, group you all together. Group think. I mean, one of the communist planks was to, uh, to, to take over uh, child rearing from the parents and let the state raise your kids, right? That's what they did in Sweden. And then they churn out these individuals that are non-thinking, uh, super co uh, conformist. And that's how they managed to also open up the borders. By the time that happened, you're not only caught up by surprise because we have in the extension Stockholm syndrome, we think that these rulers are gonna take care of us, they're gonna do things for us. Uh, you know, they know best, it's like a mommy and daddy, you know, kind of uh, author authoritarian, uh, what's the name? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it's just a, par a parental kind of relationship almost. Like they're, the, the state is like the parent and you're the child. And they know best and they will do these things. And by the time they opened Pride, Pride opened our borders in the mid-90s uh, to late 90s, we, had, we were completely unable to organize. We were uh, cut off uh, you know, from each other. These decades of this socialist system had done this to us. It, 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 kills, it kills the soul. And that's the, that's, there's a reason why they want to bring this into America right now. So when, when people fetishize that or think that's better or, or think that that's the only option, to corporate neoliberal capitalism, then you're retarded. You're stuck in the Hegelian dialectic, and you're, you're asked to choose between two, two false sides, basically. There's a better way. There's a much better way, a third option, right, out of, that, out of both of those uh, systems, which are equally uh, horrifying, if you will. But yeah, awesome. Thank you, Ragnarok. That's very kind of you, and, and congrats uh, again there. Eight kids, that's, that's awesome. Thank you, sir. Uh, very good. Good for you. Okay, so let's uh, move on here. Uh, so they, of course, they do enjoy uh, 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 destroying what what people build. They they like to take people down. They like to. It's very interesting how how these sides were clearly drawn at a certain point when it comes to the coronavirus, the restrictions and stuff like that. Like that, that the more freedom oriented was usually leaning more to the right, more conservative. Those who were for the locks, lockdown, stringent measures, masks, and uh, all this stuff were usually leaning liberal or, or left, right? And this is one of those stories that kind of exemplifies that too, that they enjoy closing down business. They celebrate doing this. There was a brewery in California in Los Angeles County that caught the health inspector dancing and celebrating essentially after uh, she forced uh, his business to close, to close down. Uh, ever, ever since 14 days to slow the spread transitioned into a month long situation or shutdown rather, for many states, Americans have wondered whether lockdowns are more about power than safety in the eyes of those in government. One LA County health inspector recent, recent behavior did not, uh, do, did not do much to quash those concerns. According to Fox News, Bart Avery is one of those owners, Bravery Brewery in Lancaster, California. Avery said that he had a health inspector who began dancing just moments after telling a brewery employee that the business had to shut down. Stephen Gregory, a correspondent for iHeartMedia, posted a video taken by a security camera within the brewery that appears to corroborate every story. Here it is here. Um, check, let's check this out. I don't think there's any, um, I don't think there's any audio on this. So she's, of course, doing some hand rubbing. The, uh, the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The, the disinfectant uh, spray on the old hands there. Hand rubbing is intensifying. And <clears throat> see where this goes. <laughs> there we go. A little uh, lucky dance there. She's feeling good. 
<clears throat> she's feeling good about this, folks. She did. <clears throat> she knows she did the right thing. Right after the uh, right after the hand rubbing, she just goes. To, let me see if I can go back here again. This is just <laughs> this incredible stuff. Here we go. <clears throat> a little uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? A, a jig? What do you call it? I'm glad the security camera caught it up. But here we go. Look at this. Do, 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 do. I just killed a man's ability to feed his kids and his business gonna shut down. Do 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 do. <clears throat> they love they like this. They love it. They think this is great. They're happy with this. I'm so sorry, sir, but it's for the for a bit. No, just let's do a dance. The incident happened around 12 p.m. Sunday. Uh, better known this year as Super Bowl Sunday, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Avery said the inspector told one of his employees that the brewery was in violation of the county guidelines because there was no food truck and it had to close. As we all know, the coronavirus will not dare to show its uh, face if a food truck is in proximity. A brewery without a food truck, on the other hand, is undoubtedly an enormous breeding ground for the virus. In addition to the fact that this rule makes no logical sense, the inspector happened to be wrong. Since the brewery was only selling to-go drinks, they were actually not required to have a food truck present. Ever said that he, he's not sure why the inspector was dancing, but the perception really sucks. His words are much kinder than mine would have been if I was in this situation. Yeah, exactly. All right, holy shit. Yeah, so they're, enjoy, they're enjoying this. They're enjoying this, folks. All right, in case you didn't see this yet, we have to cover this uh, real quickly. Our Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg takes an anti-vaccine stance, which of course is a violation of his own platform's new policies. I share some caution on this vaccine because we just don't know the long-term side effects of basically modifying people's DNA and RNA, Zuckerberg said in a video that was released by uh, Project Veritas. Um, so it's okay when they do it. You see, these billionaires and big tech overlords, they're okay. It's okay when they're skeptical, you see, but you can't be skeptical. Let's check out the video. Let's uh, cut to the chase there right away. But I, I do just want to make sure that um, I, I share some caution on this because um, we just don't know the long-term side effects of, of basically modifying people's um, DNA and RNA. DNA is inherent in your own so they do so they so it does uh, modify it but i thought that that was a conspiracy theory that was not true right all right waiting for this music here last week facebook announced they are quote expanding their efforts to remove false claims on facebook and instagram about covid19 covid19 vaccines and vaccines in general during the pandemic even the new york times covered the story let's take a look at facebook's most updated covid19 vaccine policy it says quote we want to make sure that our policies help to protect people from harmful content regarding COVID-19 and vaccines. But the real kicker is right here on the policy where Facebook says it would remove any content that, quote, claims the COVID-19 vaccine changes people's DNA. <laughs> well, we just got a new leaked tape from Zuckerberg himself, the CEO of Facebook, basically violating his own code of conduct. He would be censored on the platform today for what he said. Let's take a listen. But I, I do just want to make sure that um, I, I share some caution on this because um, we just don't know the long-term side effects of, of basically modifying people's um, DNA and RNA to, um, to directly encode in a person's DNA and, and RNA, basically the ability to, um, to, to produce uh, those antibodies and whether that causes other mutations or other risks down 
um, downstream. So he's right. There's work on both paths of vaccine development. That was from Facebook's internal weekly Q&A meeting in July 2020. So when Zuckerberg not said, a, not a QAnon and a meeting modifying mm? people's DNA, it seems pretty clear modifying is synonymous with changing. Again, Zuckerberg would be banned from Facebook for saying this. In fact, this video of me showing the CEO of Facebook talking might be banned because he is violating Facebook's policy. Seems a little bit hypocritical, don't you think? But then Zuckerberg on November 30th in a public live stream Q&A with White House medical advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci appears to somewhat change his tune. He asks Fauci about the vaccines and their effect yeah, that's publicly. on DNA or RNA. That's the, the difference. Again, that's the, di the difference is that it's public. Obviously, that's the difference here. <clears throat> so internally, he can be skeptic. You know, he you know, he won't take this, but he promoted on, on his uh, on his uh, publisher, uh, on his public on his company's publisher's website, right? The, the Facebook there. You can't have concerns. You can't be skeptical. You can't share information where you're skeptical or even scientific evidence that shows that this is the case. How otherwise will this work? If there's no active, mutated, or dead, or alive virus in this vaccine, first of all, that's not actually a vaccine. It's a technology or a, uh, a device somewhat. It's a medical uh, device or medical technology that they're in, 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 injecting into you. It's not a vaccine. So you can, and so then there is science that backs up, well, how are you gonna, how, how does this happen? mRNA is rewriting and taking components from you and, and pu pushing, pulling together parts to form this vaccine inside of your cell's nucleus, and then your body goes on to attack that. So it, it's modifying you because it's taking parts of you and, and changing it. And just to clear up one point, I mean, my understanding is that these vaccines do not modify your DNA or, or RNA. Um, so, no. <laughs> so I think that that's, that's just an important point to, to clarify. If I'm getting anything yeah. wrong here, of course, correct me, but, um, no, no, no. but, but just to, to make that clear. No. Uh, first of all, DNA is inherent in your own nucleus cell. Sticking in anything foreign will ultimately get clear. Good. Well, well what if it's... Uh, okay. Well, what if it's changing? The setup of it, or the makeup of it, rather, and and where does it stop too? If they are the is there a, a downtime on the mRNA, the the instructions, uh, you know, that's that's writing the virus, or how how we want to call it? I'm I'm not a <clears throat> don't know the lingo lingo ex exactly. So this is lay, layman's terms here, but basically, um, it's it's in, like an information strand, right? It's it's uh, churning out uh, uh, the, the DNA of the of the actual virus, right? Uh, so does that stop at a certain point, or does it just keep going? How much of it do you do before your attack forms these antibodies that they're hoping then start attacking it, right? Well, I'm glad we, we, can, we can clear that up. Yeah, I'm glad we could clear that up. It's, it's unclear what is on Zuckerberg's mind or what's in his heart on the subject of the COVID vaccine. Isn't it interesting that Zuckerberg can vastly involve his thinking on the subject of vaccines, going as far as to <laughs> caution his own staff, Kavkaki says, that head shaking convinced me. Give me the shot right now. That's right. But as soon as he's made up his mind or appears to have made up his mind on the topic, he disallows the almost 3 billion Facebook users to do the same. Rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah, the irony is under their own community standards, they say they want people to, quote, discuss, debate, and share their personal experiences, opinions, and views as it pertains to the pandemic. Hmm. But how do you, quote, discuss or debate something if you can't even share opposing views 
or even facts, or even Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg's own statements. Now, I'm not here to tell you my opinion or give you my thoughts on the vaccine. I want to be clear about that. But it is clear that Zuck is not living up to his own book of rules. What happened to free speech? And who is on this Facebook oversight board? Who makes all of their policy decisions? You heard Nick Clegg in that leaked phone call talk about that. Talk about how they make decisions in real time. Mark, are you very clear about that? that ideally we wouldn't be taking these decisions on our own. We would be taking these decisions in line with and in conformity with democratically uh, 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 agreed uh, rules and principles. Um, and at the moment, those democratically, elect, uh, democratically agreed rules don't exist. We still have to take decisions in real time. Why do they get to determine what we can what or can't say as it pertains to our health? Because they are ruler, there are our benevolent rulers. Uh, what's his name again? J James, James O'Keefe. Uh, they they're looking out for us. They're they're looking out for us, and they just want uh, the be what's best for us. Clearly, right? Just wants what's best for us. <clears throat> hey, I got to figure out the Trovo thing. I do apologize if someone is sending is someone sending uh, super chats over there. Uh, I do appreciate it though. I'm going to get, I promise to get better at reading those. I'm just in on the, the back end on Trovo, and I see that there's some that, that have uh, come in here. Uh, Blanche Femme sent a, an elixir spell earlier. Thank you for that. And uh, I hope I could see there's, if there's a message attacked. Lord Aragon sent an elixir spell too. I, I don't know anything about these. Colorful chat. Can I click on that and get a message if there was a chat associated with it? Anyway, I appreciate that. I, I'm not going to, I don't try, I'm not consciously trying to avoid if you're sending a chat. I just need to have a page open where I can see them and then I'll read them directly. Um, LT sent some, another spell, like what is it, cho chocolate or something? Thank you. For, thank you for the chocolate. Uh, Angry White Soccer Mom with a shiny unicorn. Fantastic. Thank you for that from a little bit earlier. Uh, Mr. Wright subscription. Thank you for that. So, they, okay, they do have subs over there too. Thank you for that, Mr. Wright. Appreciate that. Uh, I, I'll promise I'll get better with these. Uh, Mr. Wright also sent a couple of other things. A Cupid Leon. Uh, thank you for, for that. Uh, I got to find out how I've how I can read the messages associated with these. And then he sent three roses. Thank you, Mr. Wright. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Uh, I'll try to figure that out until uh, till next time. Yeah, a lot of uh, wizardry and spells and potions and elixirs and shit like that going on over there. Uh, yeah, here's another Mr. Ninja Berg. Uh, we was we was wizards and shit. That's right. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, okay. <laughs> So, but I appreciate those that very kind of you. I, I do appreciate the support over uh, on Trovo too. Of course, I'm not trying to avoid that. Uh, so I'll get better at that. I promise. Uh, we'll sort that out. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about this. So remember that uh, remember that time when uh, uh, when people earlier it's about a year, almost about a year ago, right? I think I think Red Ice are are kind of more official position late february beginning of march something like that i forget exact date we, we basically started turning on as we were attaining more and more information about what this coronavirus actually was what we saw coming out of china uh with these videos that there was likely hyped it was the the media had first denied it which caused concern for us is this the real thing is this dangerous when they started spinning it and using it and 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 playing on it and the death rates are starting coming out and how they obfuscated the flu records and all the kind of stuff or like you know saying there's, there's no flu now uh you know magically disappeared but it's all coronavirus all these other deaths all the numbers were skewed they're faking this they're exaggerating it 
it's it's there. It's something, I think. I think people are, are, are generally getting sick, but the survival rates is very high. We've talked about that. But they try to keep us alarmed and, and anxious and scared so that they can offer vaccines and lockdowns. But there's another layer to that. And it was the discussion at the time was, the, well, this is, sh Henrik, this is shutting down the Jay's economy, were some of the, <laughs> some of the, some of the arguments <clears throat> that I heard. That, oh, you, oh, you want uh, would the capitalist system to continue? Some of the, the boomer tier cringy shit that, that came our way. And that somehow then we were, we were uh, neoliberal, we were supporters of the neoliberal system. And we wanted just things to continue as usual, or some of the dumb arguments. And fairly early on, it was kind of clear that, well, there is a, an elite class that are benefiting uh, from this. There's an elite class of people that are getting, in fact, richer uh, because of this. And it's actually doing the opposite. It's actually doing, uh, you know, they're, they're benefiting in this. And so they've jumped on it as an opportunity. Lockdowns, more control, more restrictions, less freedom, uh, more money for them, less money for you, your business destroyed. They want to get you into a system of utter and complete dependency. And part of that is UBI, universal basic income. That's why you have some most insane neoliberals and communists aligning on this issue and say, give people free money, just give them money so they can maintain themselves during this pandemic. And then that will be the dry run test for what's coming later. The downside to that is, of course, then they can also put any kind of demands on you to in adopt and and forcefully get you to comply to behavioral uh, protocols, including speech restrictions, anything. You have a behavior they don't like and you, you, you have UBI to survive, they cut you off, that's it, which means you will then never, and you, you wouldn't do that because there's no other way for you to survive. So you would be forced to be in a position where you obey, you're less autonomous, you don't control your own life, you don't control yourself, you don't control your family, they control everything, right? So these were some of the dumb arguments at the time and just say, hey, it's just getting more and more control. And a lot of these people have, of course, backpedaled after that. They have been either avoiding it altogether, just pretending it didn't happen, uh, or altogether just kind of backtracking and then pretend that they, they didn't levy the criticism at the time. Uh, but they were attacking Red Ice and other outlets at the time, many of these people, uh, because we were dumb, because we were conspiracy theories, because we didn't go along uh, with this, uh, the, the, the coronavirus savior that's going to help us uh, liberate the shackles of neoliberal uh, capitalism. Uh, so that didn't happen, as we said at the time, uh, but the opposite happened. And we've covered this before, but some more data now finally came out that the billionaires were getting billions from the pandemic. The richest in, among us in our society were getting even more money, in fact, uh, as they're gaining more and more control. And as you basically can't survive. The coronavirus pandemic has disrupted the financial well-being of millions of people around the world, with many losing jobs, shuttering their businesses, or losing a large portion of the retirement savings due to market volatility. Yet somehow, the world's riches seem to come out of the crisis unscathed, and in many cases, even richer. Go banking rates have uh, go banking rates compared the net worths of the world's 50 richest billionaires on March 18th to their net worth on October 7th to determine the total money they lost or gained during the coronavirus pandemic. Which narrowed down the list to 47 billionaires who had seen a rise in wealth. Go banking rates also looked at the amount of each uh, one percenter had given to coronavirus. One percenter, are they saying that as, a, as they're part of the one percenter? 
among each one percenter had given to coronavirus charities between March and August, the most recent data available, blah, blah, blah. There's a chart here actually on a site which is a bit better. Visualcapitalist.com. Visualcapitalist.com. How rich got richer during COVID-19. Here's how American billionaires perform. Now, we know, of course, in many other uh, countries, in France, the billionaires there made a lot of money. Basically, in every, in every country where you have billionaires, uh, they have made uh, even more money, right? But so here's the breakdown on America. We'll, uh, we'll look at some of the other countries uh, a little bit later here. Too. Not, not, to, not tonight, but uh, at another show here. So we have a list here. Uh, from Phil Knight to Jeff Bezos, and I thought we can go through one of the one each each one of them at a time here. Um, so we have Phil Knight uh, previously had in blue their net worth as of March 18, 2020, and then we have uh, real time net worth as of December 21st, 2020 in orange. And so he went from 30 billion to 52 billion. Uh, Phil Knight, I guess he's a chart of Nike too. Nike has done, or Nike has done surprisingly well during the pandemic. What even, what even despite the, the footlocker rates, I guess, I guess it's, I guess it's still doing fine. Okay. Um, last quarter online sales were up 82%, right? Michael Bloomberg, of course he gained, he went from 40, um, four, 46 billion, 48 billion to 55 billion. A little, uh, you know, just a few, just a few more billion. That's fine. Mackenzie Scott, which of course is the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, which is number one on this list, so she's basically just <clears throat> there for the ride. She's just uh, glowing in the glory of uh, Jeff Bezos there. Uh, but she went from thirty-six billion to fifty-seven billion. Uh, not too bad. Walton, the Walton family, Walmart, which of course is the big uh, sell sellout of America, right? They they are part of this uh, structure of to harken back to the Biden stuff earlier. Uh, how China became the production uh, arm of the world and how Western industrialists and bankers and those who pull the strings decided that China should be the, the ones uh, ruling over us and, and they should be the ones with, the, with jobs and production, all that kind of stuff now. Um, Wal Walmart, right? The, bigger, the big, destruction, the big uh, killer of uh, mom and pop sh stores in America. Right? The, the taco stands, uh, to use uh, Joe Scarborough's term, uh, they, they destroyed some taco stands on the way. They went from uh, 55 or and 54 billion up to 68 each billion there. Uh, and then you have Alice Walton. Yeah, about the same for her, Alice Walton. Steve Ballmer, Microsoft, remember Bill Gates? We're going to talk about him in a moment too. Uh, of course, have been uh, he made his millions on, on Microsoft and stolen software and stuff like that. But Steve Ballmer is also kind of in, in the shadow of Bill Gates due to his position in Microsoft. From 53 billion to 74 billion. <clears throat> then you have two... Uh, uh, two uh, big tech guys, Amish uh, Heritage, L Sergey Brin and Larry Page, uh, from uh, 49 billion for Sergey, Sergey, uh, up to 74 billion. And uh, good old Larry Lawrence, from 51 billion to 76 billion. Warren Buffett, from 68 to 85, you know him. Larry Ellison, that's Oracle, I believe he's also of uh, uh, Amish Heritage. Uh, just as Michael Bloomberg is. I'm not sure about Phil Knight, actually. Uh, Larry Ellison went from 59 to 89 billion. Mark Zuckerberg, also Amish, 55 billion to 102 billion. Holy shit. Which, of course, is that everyone's staying at home, everyone is on Facebook. But the boomers is just handing out the billions to these people. Holy shit. It's unbelievable. He doubled, he doubled his wealth in one year. In one year, he doubled his wealth. 
102 billion. But he's not going to take the vaccine, though, and you can't talk about it. Bill Gates, from 98 billion to 120 billion. I think there's a lot more money there that's like not also accounted for. They have a lot of assets. They have a lot of other things, which I don't think is part of this list. I could be wrong, but I don't think it is. Uh, Elon Musk, which, of course, a lot of people are kind of lifting out as some kind of opposite, you know, some savior and people's champion here in these times, too, which I'm very skeptical of. He's building Starlink. He's uh, behind all the, the Neuralink stuff, the brain-computer interfaces, and I, I just don't trust the guy. Uh, he went from $25 billion up to $154 billion, and I believe the part, uh, reason for that is, among others, his uh, SpaceX project, right, as they're building our prison grid for us. And then we have finally have here Jeff Bezos from 113 billion to 187 billion. Now we have we can't even have you know credit card processors because we don't have the right opinions. We talk about the wrong types of events or uh, news and events and things like this, right? I imagine us just having half a, one half of million dollars to grow our uh, endeavor, right? To grow uh, our business and bring more people aboard, build our own infrastructure, really get out there. Im imagine that. And we're, we're completely choked out, completely stifled, completely banned and censored on most, uh, definitely all larger platforms. But even like, even the, even the small alternatives now are like you're getting choked out and demonetized, like the D-Lives and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's incredible when you think about it. Our world is completely upside down. It's, it's like the scum of, the, of this earth who are the most selfish, the most genocidal, the most just ruthless are at the very top and making billions on destroying people's lives. It's just unfucking believable when you think about it. Unbelievable. And the little guy can't even feed his kids right now. Yeah, I know Rothschilds and a part of the. There's a lot of other families here, you know, that you you could include. This is kind of a official, you know, official list and stuff. But it still is. It tells a story, you know. It tells a story uh, of where of where we are right now. Uh, and I I just think it's you know what's black is white. What's white is black. What's up it's down. Vice versa. This is just everything is upside down in, in this age. And truly, the 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 most incapable and inept are the ones at the very top telling us what to do, telling us how to live our lives. They're getting more and more control. They're clamping down, choking out their competitors. Uh, it, it's just, it's incredible. So, of course, they got to continue their control, and that means every aspect of our lives. Everything is going to be synthetic, virtu virtual or artificial. It's going to be, reality is going to be augmented. Nothing's going to be real. And of course, this extends not only to eventually our body, but this is now they're going for our food. We've talked about this for a while. Uh, eggs, meat, milk, these kinds of things are now being built from molecule to molecule up, if you will, in laboratories, completely synthetic. And so Bill Gates came out just yesterday here and come out and <clears throat> advocates that uh, wealthy countries, which is uh, Western countries, which means white countries <clears throat> for the most part, uh, need to move over to 100% synthetic beef. So again, it's this cow farts are killing the planet. We only have 12 years to live. We've got to build more windmills. And then, of course, we're entering into a, a uh, modern minimum or solar minimum, which means it's getting colder. So even if there was a true effect of cow farts or greenhouse gases, 
that would actually do us good right now so we could actually combat the freezing that's coming, the mini ice age that we're heading into. Uh, but of course, if that's the plan, then uh, they, they got to remove all those barriers. I don't even think it's a major contribu contribution, to be honest. I think the primary driver of the climate is the sun. So they're using this, again, false scare tactic, a, di a disaster, a catastrophe, to say if you don't obey, uh, you'll die. In, you'll die in 10 years if you don't obey and, and do what we tell you to do. Just shut up, sit down, you know, take the, take the annual swab, get in the pod, eat the bugs, and enjoy your synthetic beef burgers. Bill Gates on Monday said on Monday, rather, that he thinks the U.S. should abandon eating beef. He called on the country to switch to 100% synthetic beef due to climate change. Beef cattle pro uh, production employs 726,000 people across the country. Well, of course, you have to destroy that then. It's an awful lot of people having jobs. No big fan of uh, big factory farms. I'm not saying that's the way to go, but there's, there's ways to do it. Small local farms, you take well care of the animals. You know where they're coming from. You have a good cycle. There's better ways of doing this. You know, they should be grass-fed. They should be as natural as possible, the way they, they lived and all that kind of stuff. I don't, no big, a big, uh, no fan of big, you know, factory farms and stuff like that. But, but regardless, right, regardless, it's this idea that you can't have anything that's, that's like the, the real deal. It has to be synthetic. Um, Gates admitted in another interview that he sometimes eats real hamburgers. So you, you think, last month Gates uh, was revealed as the biggest private, uh, yeah, the biggest private owner of farmland in the U.S. This is just incredible when you compare it, right? The largest owner of American farmland are Bill and Melinda Gates. Do you know that? <clears throat> Why in the world would he want to take over a sector and, and kind of just make farmland defunct and stuff like that, right? And gain more and more. Farmland is apparently a good investment. A massive private ownership uh, of it may be more common than you think. So, I, I, you know, when they tally up his wealth, like they did in the previous article. I don't even think they, ca they count this. Uh, could be wrong, but I don't think they count uh, certain assets like, uh, like land. Um, let me see here. Let me see where actually the number was here. Okay, they just go on and on. Here we go. As MarketWatch points out, agriculture, de agriculture development is one of the many, many initiatives that the Gates Foundation is active in through their websites. Um, Though their website states that the focus is on Africa and Asia, not America. Regardless, overall, uh, he owns... Okay, well, it's unlikely that blah, 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 from is all being used in any specific way anyway. Uh, so this is the number. That's what I was looking for here. Uh, 242,000 acres of farmland Bill Gates uses. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Okay, it's up at the top. Um, Gates reportedly on, yeah, 242,000 acres, about a third of the size of Rhode Island, uh, across as many as 18 states with the biggest holdings in Louisiana and Arkansas. Go back to that other, other article. <clears throat> so you can't have, you can't grow your food, you can't have beef, you shouldn't have anything real, uh, we'll, but we'll buy up all uh, the, uh, the farmland. You see, do you see what's coming here? You, do you see where this is going? Yeah. Billionaire Bill Gates is calling the U.S. and other wealthy nations to give up beef entirely. I don't think the poorest 80 countries will be eating synthetic meat. I do think all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef, Gates uh, told the MIT Technology Review in an interview Monday. Do they have a clip of that? I want to hear it too. Is this it? To an end because these amazing vaccines were invented in a year and now uh, we're trying to scale them up and adopt them to the variants. But... 
Uh, compared I don't to think climate change, that's very, very easy. Sadly, climate change will cause far more deaths, over five times as many per year by the end of the century. Of course it will. <clears throat> Just obey us. Let me close that. Just obey us because we know what's going on, because we, <laughs> because the best way to, um, to predict the future is to invent it. So if you're in control of it and artificially are pushing it, right, then you know what's going to happen. <clears throat> Land owned by, uh, by Bill Gates by state. Here we go. Here's the map. Check this out here. I mean, this is a lot of acreage here, a lot of acreage. There's a reason. Think about the, you know, the Windsor family and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, Crown Land in Canada, right? Huge, huge assets in that. I'm not even sure they count that. Uh, the tech billionaire, 242 acres. Uh, all right, I guess, I guess that's it. Got a book out too, of course. How to avoid climate disaster. That's right. So after the pandemic, it's the climate lockdowns, folks. The climate lockdowns are coming. That's next. That's absolutely next. They know exactly what they're doing. Hey, it was a funny clip here. We just a couple of more stories, and then we're going to start wrapping up here a little bit past the uh, the hour. Um, Boobet Salam on Twitter said here, Bill thoughts. Apparently, there's a bunch of uh, uh, African Africans that are running from the vaccine. Now, could, this could be another uh, clip, frankly, that's dubbed over it. But but it would be funny if it's true. Remember that story too? We covered the. Um, the hip hop uh, collective, a uh, community unity. We play the clip in Weekend Warrior. Uh, Bill Gates, Fauci, and the, some of these people have talked. We have to, um, we have to sell the idea that the vaccine is good to influential members of the black community in America, and then they can go on and sell it to to the rest of the of the black population. So they have this hip hop song. Uh, you know, time to get the. We might play it at the very end. It's so cringe. It's hilarious. You might have seen it already, but it's it's amazing, right? Uh, but anyway, so Bill Gates pushing the uh, the vaccine in Africa. So I don't know if this is true, but uh, let's uh, check it out. These children jumping out of the school window and running away because they can't be giving them the vaccine. They <laughs> bypassed two white schools and come straight to the black kids' schools and say everybody have to take this vaccine before they go home. They have to they're trying to make it mandatory. So they found out to the children them start jumping through the windows and running home because um what's in the news where they show you these white people are the destiny they need to kill out three billion people so they want to start with the black people first so mm. when they came to the school to give them the vaccine they jump out the windows and was running home <laughs> is that is that true is that just a is that just an overlay of audio i i can't i can't tell if it's true uh, that would be funny if that's the case, though. They're just r running, from the <laughs> running from the vaccine. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Fauci awarded $1 million, a prize that he received for basically pushing science and truth within science uh, by a, um, uh, a uh, the, the, the Tel Aviv University, an Israeli university, $1 million. Again, <clears throat> look at his, it's called a Dan David Prize, too, by the way. He was a laureate, and he won that for uh, for his excellence in public health and stuff like that, right? But imagine having ties to uh, Echo Alliance, Echo Health Alliance, right? This is the uh, the in between company that Fauci paid to go over to China, and actually, in fact, the Wuhan Institute of Virology to continue research on ferrets and coronaviruses. This is back in 2013, 2014, something like that. 
Uh, because the Obama administration at the time were getting kind of cold feet about these uh, the, the gain of uh, gain of function research that was done, basically intentionally mutate viruses so you can do you can study them, study them, and so if they show up in nature and are not mutated, they're not as strong. So they see this as as they're being ahead of the curve to try to prevent you know the pandemics and stuff like that, right? So they, they call it gain of function research, and when the Obama admin got cold feet. They say, we're not going to do this anymore. We have to be a good reason for why we should do this. And so Fauci set this up with a third, uh, third party, a go-between by the U.S. government and the Chinese uh, government. And that was Echo Health Alliance. Look it up. We've talked about that ferret research they did. And so there's a lot of questions here. What did Fauci know? How early did he know it? Was this intentional? Uh, and so at the same time, as he might have a finger in the pandemic to begin with, he's getting awarded. He's getting a mil this is back to the point I've talked about before that the billionaires and millionaires just get richer and richer by pushing the most atrocious lies on us. So if you doubt that he knew what was coming, here's that clip again. We played it a couple of times, uh, but check this out. A surprise attack. He talked about this back in 2017. Remember, Trump is in office at this point. And they knew that they were going to wing out a weapon of some kind after event 2-1. But this is what he said. Listen to this. I thought I would bring that perspective to the topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. And I hope by the mm -hmm. end of my relatively short presentation, you will understand why history, the history of the last 32 years that I've been the director of NIAID, will tell the next administration that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that they will be faced with the challenges that their predecessors were faced with. Yeah, so there will be a surprise outbreak, he said in 2017. And then in 2019, at the end of 2019, it finally came. What is it, through nepotism or uh, incompetence? Was it intentional? There's a lot of questions here. They worked together with the CCP, of course. They were pr releasing these propaganda videos. We broke all of this down. One of the Weekend Warrior shows, by the way, check that out. It was uh, uh, this episode right here, uh, episode uh, 174. Check that out. We go through all of that. I thought it was a pretty good show. Uh, Dr. Fox's coronavirus research in China. We talked about that. Also how he knew what was coming. China had a global PSYOP running at the same time to release all these videos and hype it up. It was, it was approved by the CCP. Otherwise, it would never have, have, have been released. We were sitting on this side thinking, oh, my God, they, the Ch China don't want us to see this material. This is bad, folks. And then the media was downplaying it which was, you know, catnip for the truth movement. Oh my God, that's, they're downplaying it. Oh my God, I can't believe that. And that, uh, that's how you get the messaging out initially. They, they, they know this stuff. They know who the internet users are, the professions one. They know how v memes and viral, uh, you know, stories take on. And so they piggyback this to a certain extent on the truth community. That, I, I'm, I'm almost convinced of, of it at this point. Some of these pieces might have just accidentally fell in place and it kind of turned out right for them. <clears throat> but even again, and, and, and Fauci, even before he was involved in all this, was running out in, in, in gay bathhouses and gay bars to, to study how, how, how possibly it could be how these, all these men were getting AIDS. We cover that story in there, too. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, but uh, yeah, so check out that 174. 
uh, good stuff for you guys over on uh, RedEyesMembers.com. Definitely sign up, support us, uh, check it out for three months. Uh, try it out rather for three months if you haven't uh, done it before. Uh, if you've been with us previously, come back in, join in again. You can use Subscribestar, Entropy Stream. That's a great way of using your credit card, of course. Uh, just send us an email when you've signed up and we'll uh, set you right up. Just uh, tell us what account you have. And uh, so it, it's almost in instantaneous, very quick. You can use crypto as well. Uh, you can use eCheck if you're in the US, eCheck or ACH options, kind of like paying a bill. It's very good. Uh, we have recurring ones there too. Uh, that's a great way of supporting us. Uh, and then we have the Cash App as well. So there's a number of ways that you can uh, still sign up and using uh, digital methods, despite the fact that they are trying to shut us down on every single level because they don't want us to do this work. They don't want us to continue sharing the truth with you of what it is that's really happening uh, to this world and how this criminal cabal is absolutely ferocious and taking over absolutely everything, controlling everything, restricting everything. It's sickening. So anyway, back to Fauci after the post plug here. Scientists are predicting another spring surge. So what, uh, so will that happen? Question mark. There's uh, Fauci again. He would know, again, how do you know? How can you predict the future? Well, because if you invent it and steer it and direct it and turn it in that direction, you'll be an excellent point of telling uh, telling us, rather. That's, yeah, I told you, this is gonna happen, because you know it's gonna happen. I do not believe that we should accept the inevitability of there being another surge. We can prevent that by very carefully adhering to the public health measures that we speak about all the time, the universal masking, by avoiding congregate settings, particularly indoor. That plus the rollout every day, every week, as the months go by, more and more vaccine, I believe we can avoid and avert what would be the threat of a spring surge. It could happen, but it's within our power to prevent it from happening. I do yeah, not so basically, believe so basically obey and do what we tell you to do or we or it will be another spring surge. Uh, but of course, again, why would it be a spring surge? It's been a uh, this is something that comes over uh, over autumn, uh, uh, fall, usually, right? Fall and winter, the flu season. Coronavirus is part of the flu. It's a flu virus, right? Anyway, this is so dumb. But uh, so, I saw someone in chat say we are doomed. I don't think I don't. Uh, think we are. I don't think we are doomed. And we shouldn't have that attitude. Uh, we have to know what's going on. We have to expose these criminals and what they're doing, how they're doing it, how people are suffering because of their bad decisions, while they're selling it to us like that they are the ones caring for us and, and are so concerned about taking care of us, right? Needs to be exposed. But as they move quicker and quicker and do more and more drastic measures, more of our people are waking up. They're starting to see, they're starting to understand. If it was hopeless, their propaganda wouldn't be necessary. They wouldn't have to ban, they wouldn't have to censor, they wouldn't have to shut people up, they wouldn't have to, at this point, almost put people in jail to get them to stop talking. We're, we're very close to a breakthrough of having a large segment of the population. And I think still it's, it's a lot more than you think, to be honest, that are aware, they're awake, they understand, they're quiet, they're waiting, which is, I think, smart at this point to do as well. Let them step over the boundaries. Let them do the rash and weird and spurgy moves because it exposes them even, even further. Just how, 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 uh, how irrational and rash they are, how, uh, how, how much they are frothing at the mouth for control and enjoying you know, shutting people down and stuff like that. 
but this is why they have to regulate and control the internet. This is why they have to shut down uh, independent media companies and, and, and choke them up, ban them, censor them, uh, make sure they can't survive. But again, with you guys' help, we can continue other creators, other media outlets, other people talking about this stuff. Support them as well. Support as many people as you can uh, in this time. Because otherwise, uh, we can't. We can't prove. We cannot prove them successful. We can't prove that this tactic is working for them, right? Uh, so it's really important. Really important. Um, check this out here too. I'm gonna end on a good note here. Um, another positive note. Something to do. Cut them off. Choke them out. Right. There was. Uh, we played another video the other day of someone who basically said, "Unfollow all these people that are like infl." I, I don't think many of you do, to be honest, but. Anybody that's some kind of like influencer, part of the, the mainstream spheres and stuff like that, I don't think you guys are, but uh, it was one woman arguing, just like, just unfollow them all, shut them all down. It was actually in the uh, wake of the Wall Street bets thing. You know, just cut, cut them off. Do not support them. Do not go to them. Make sure they can't, you know, cover, uh, cover these things. Don't buy their, don't, cancel, your ca cancel your cable. Don't pay for Amazon Prime. Don't buy from these sources. Spend less. You might have to spend less, or, or or rather get less if you spend as much if you do. Uh, but your future generations will will thank you for it, and support the people that you like. Right? Cut them off. Support the people that you like. Quit cable. Quit Amazon Prime. Quit all these. Quit all these all, all these dumb subscriptions if you have them to any kind of mainstream sources and stuff like that. Just choke them out. Right? And that was, this was kind of part of that too. Is uh, blocknewyorktimes.com or NYT. I put the link in the chat. Uh, do that if you are on Twitter. Let me see if that posts to, does it post to Trovo and, uh, not DLive, Trovo I think it posts to, yeah, Periscope, but not to, uh, not to DLive, I can post it there too. Uh, Block New York Times, it cuts off about 800, uh, about 800 journalists working at the New York Times, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, oh, I'll have to log in there. See if I can do that. Sorry, guys. Almost ready to wrap up here. I wanted to put it on DLive there too. Uh, in the chat, where are you? There's the chat. Uh, oh, I have to, okay. Damn it, I have to log in. Maybe, uh, maybe a mod can put it in the chat. I don't have it on this computer where I have DLive, the DLive window open. Yeah, but there we go. Thank you, Mr. Ninja Thank you for that. Yeah, blocknyt.com. Blocknyt.com. Uh, you go in there if you have a Twitter account. You click the, the black button, Block New York Times Reporter for zero, <laughs> for, for $0. Click on that. You allow them to have access for a little bit uh, on your Twitter. They block all these people. And then you're sent back to a page again where you can uh, revoke the access that they have to your Twitter account. And they do that as a way to prove to you that they're not, they're not about fucking with your Twitter account or want to you know, do things. Because some of these uh, apps and stuff, uh, plugins, if you will, to Twitter that they, they need access to, like they can delete your account, they can look, spy on your messages, all the kind of stuff. But that, they're not interested in that. So they allow you to just revoke that access right away after, uh, which, of course, is a good kind of sign. Um, so do that. One, uh, one way, of course, of doing it. Beyond, of course, getting a Red Ice membership uh, to supporting us. All right. Uh, Flying Dutchman over on EntropyStream.live forward slash Red Ice TV. Thank you for the support, sir. I really appreciate that. He says, how's Idaho, Idaho treating you? Very good. Uh, we like it here. Very competitive, very hard to get in. Uh, we have a bunch of temp. Uh, we have a temp set up now, and then we have a secondary temp uh, set up a little bit later that we're going to have to, we hope to um, ultimately uh, build something. Uh, that's kind of where we're at right now, but it's super competitive. Uh, it is. There's a lot of Californians fleeing. We've, we've talked about this before, but yeah, super um, kind of hard to get in, but I think it's going to be worth it at the end. So we're trying to just kind of stay cool, bide our time, 
something will open up for us, I believe, something good uh, will probably show itself. We're uh, playing, praying to the higher forces, uh, the gods, or maybe you believe in God, whatever. Uh, if we're meant to be here, we're meant to be here, uh, and uh, something will open up. So that's in the situation we are. But thank you, Flying Dutchman. I really appreciate that. Uh, hope you're doing well wherever you're at. Staying warm, of course, cold fronts pushing down, solar minimum coming up. A lot of things to prepare, of course. Uh, all right, boys and girls, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you so much again for joining us. Let me just check. I got. I, I, I promise to have Trovo, um, Trovo like a window where I see uh, Super Chat through, shoot, through Trovo when people send stuff there to have that pulled up by next time. I have been uh, not consciously avoiding that. I've just been uh, uh, not had the time to, to, uh, to uh, look into that, folks. Uh, but yeah, so again, uh, we'll be back here, of course, on Friday, boys and girls. Uh, Flashback Friday. Um, of course, on redassmembers.com right now, as I said before, premiering is uh, uh, How to End White Guilt, short and sweet little video up right now. It's premiering right there. Uh, we'll go up a little bit later uh, on some of the other main channels, of course. But if you want to see it right now, that's the benefit of being a member as well. You can uh, check that out right now ahead of everyone else. So definitely check that out. And then, of course, we have uh, Weekend Warrior uh, over there, too. All right, boys and girls, thank you so much again. Uh, yeah, someone says, why not just accept Monero only? We do accept Monero. Uh, I think the XML uh, article is on the, is it on the donate page? Uh, let me just see real quick. Someone in Trovo asked that. Uh, let me just see here uh, if we have that there. I think we do. Sorry, guys. Let me just see if I can find that page real quick here. Yeah, Red Eyes TV forward slash donate. I think we have X, um, is it XMR? I think we actually, this is weird, but we didn't put it on that page because the address is so freaking long that it was just screwing up the formatting. Uh, but we have it. If you want to donate Monero, that's uh, totally fine. We, have, we can send you uh, an address of wallet for that, uh, if that's what you're referencing. <laughs> referencing. But anyway, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap up right there then. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Much love to all of you. Stay warm, of course, in the cold. Um, and we'll be back Friday. This uh, other video will go up soon. But uh, yeah, more things to come, more things in the pipeline. With your help, with your support, uh, we will be able to continue, of course. Thank you, boys and girls. See you later. Take care. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.